river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 51. When last we left you, you had had a dull and uninteresting session where you killed Vordekai. <laughs> In an epic pitched battle. Um, you have rescued Zamanth by virtue of disguising her. Yep. And um, and she still looks remarkably... She's still a remarkably Kayla-looking centaur. And you are now walking back out of level one of the tomb. Um when there has been a click noise and you have set off some sort of trap walking through here, there's a clunk-clunk at either end as portcullises fall, uh, yes, those I thick green markers. Yep. Um, the stairs basically turn and go up, corridors either end from there. Yep. Um, and water begins streaming in from some holes about the size of your fist that grate out of the stone, uh, a good you know, ten or more of them all over the place. Yep. And there's a kunk, kunk, kunk of doors pulling aside, and then there are four of these dread cyclopses. Yep. Um, so that's the setup as you're looking at. Pedro, not Pedro, has walked off ahead of you. Yep. And set this thing off. Because we were um, using his trap, eh? Yep, he is exactly 30 feet in front of you, precisely yep. as instructed. Yep. Um, because he will follow his instructions precisely. If Mikhail says, walk 30 feet in front of me, he will do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, in, so green portcullises at either end, stairs. In the room, all the blue stuff are a variety of relatively higgledy-piggledy statues of Cyclopean warriors. Right, yeah. Um, that is, it is terrain you can move through. It is difficult because they're not, you know, blocking, solid blocks blocking each of those four squares. But they're large statues that you can move around, duck under, etc., etc. So the the X's cover where the statues are. Correct. So I can is... I can walk through these bits without impediment, whereas these bits I can walk through, but it's difficult to those rain. Those bits are difficult to rain and cover. Right. Cool. Good to know. Because anyone standing behind or around from one will also get varieties of cover. Yep. Okay. And I will walk the initiative tracker again, no doubt. Yep. And it finally requires a track of editing. So, not take on. And, I'll watch a couple more things. Yep. Uh, 
Zamanth as well on there. Yep. And um, Cyclopses rather than Bolotai. That may be technically be undead Cyclopses, but there's a gnat of difference. And I would like an eel on there as well. Interesting. Okay. As you'll see this in a short moment. Yep. Yes, you could put it in as question marks, but if we're going to see it on the first round... Everybody rolls for your initiative. Yep. Looks like a cool battle, huh? Uh, I can. Uh, I haven't already got the monster manual, but I do. Okay, Kaelin's off to a great but start. I have a wet wipe over here. I've got some goop on the chair where I want to put the. Um... Yep. I can get a proper cloth and give it a good scrubbing. No, that's fine. If it doesn't come off on the cloth, it won't come off on the book. Yeah. Problem solved of a sort. Okay. So, so I need everyone but Kaelin to roll initiative. Yep. Okay, so we have uh, 23 for Samantha. Whoa. Good girl. Uh, 19 for Michaela. And one for the one for the cyclopses. Are they better or worse at Caleb? They're probably better. They are worse than you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They have active penalties to initiative. Okay, that is worse than me. Uh, and seventeen for the river eel. Okay. What was Michaela was? Uh, uh, I believe it was eighteen. Ah, yep. Okay, sorry, my brain went dead from over there. And Pedrod, not Pedrod? Uh, not Pedrod. Is on 13. Okay. Oh. In that case, Var and Eel, we have a pretty decent chunk of um, allies to respond to the situation before the Cyclops has kicked off. Yep. Um, I'm assuming nobody gets... I don't know if the Cyclopses get a surprise round or if nobody does. I wasn't expecting Cyclopses to come out of the walls, but possibly they spin their round coming out of the walls. Um, oh, yeah, or did I make a perception check? No, you did not, in fact, make a perception check. Yeah. There is boom, boom, crash, smash, and all this stuff starts happening. Yeah. Um, and... Cyclopses, uh, they stagger out. You will see, you've seen that picture, haven't you? Yeah. They're sort of rotting corpses. Um, they have, they actually have armour on and they have big great axes. Um, and yes, because you have been flat-footed by this, it does indeed catch you off guard. Okay, so, because I didn't describe it yeah. all that well, so I think we So there's the click, smash, smash, dunk, dunk. Uh, for starters, uh, you, Kaylin, and Michaela yep. are in the room where the water is coming into. It is, they're not coming out of holes in the corridors, although we'll actually fill them imminently. Yeah. Um, but it smashes into both of you with a tidal force. Uh, okay. And can you both make a reflex save? Uh, 
18. Um, Michaela will fail that. You will make it. Um, so a big stri- a big jet of water smashes out, and you leap to one side away from it. Um, Michaela gets caught by it, however. Uh, takes 11 points of damage, and falls over. Okay. Falls prone in the square that she's in. Are you all okay? Yeah. Yep. I'm um, looking for a notepad to track my hit points on, sweetie. There's yep. no need to freak out. I have some sticky notes here if you desire. No, that's okay. And that will eat most of Michaela's false life that she still got up. Yep. I she could use a pen, but, you know, I've got a unicorn here. Indeed you do. Um, I presume the bear's endurance isn't still up, because that's minutes per level. Uh, it certainly isn't. Yeah. If you'd come directly here, maybe, but not by the time you've gone off. Yeah, like, yeah. Among other things, disguise explicitly takes... You know, one d three times ten minutes or something. Right, but false life is a bit better in duration. False life is is five hours of duration. Minimum, right, sweet. So. Of course, because it's temporary hit points, not ability boosting. Correct. Yep. All good. Uh, <laughs> and it is the slower cyclopses. Yep. Um, or rather, it's everyone else being surprised by the yep. trap going off. So the slower cyclopses get a move or a standard each. Yep. This one simply takes a very awkward whack at Samantha around the hard corner. And the door sort of slides aside and it looks down, sees her with its one eye, and with a slight uh, moaning noise goes whoop and just swings the double handed great axe at her. Yep. She has good cover against this. But her, if she came down here with armor, it is gone. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unsur- perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, it will swing better, 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 and hit her. damage so she endeavours to leap to the so- leap to the side through the wall uh, no my apologies for getting more uh, he swings at her and she leaps away and there's a chip as he hits the stone wall that he's trying to hit around the hard corner of excellent and that is all of their surprise round okay this guy doesn't try the same trick on Pedro uh, he can't reach him ah, right. the corridor is slightly longer than the other one ah uh, yes makes sense um Yeah, no, he has reached, but he can't hook his axe around the corner like that. It's yeah. simply not possible even with the reach. Uh, so, if you could also mark a little round marker on the side somewhere. Yep, so, um, so it is... That's round one. Yep. The room begins flooding. Yep. One. Yep. Thank you. And then... We come round to the math. Yes. Who? Ah. What? Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Maybe come forward, kid. Get a bit of space to maneuver. Yeah. I've got a lot of wep- melee weapons if you want to borrow one. Yep. Uh, bloody hell. I mean, Mother Moon. I mean... Ah. <laughs> uh, and she makes quite a grace- graceful gating slide as she will tumble away from them. Oh, nice one, kid. Uh, you are presumably going to allow her through your... Yeah, absolutely. Five. Make it to there. Yep. As, as fast as she can go while tumbling. Yep. So she slides away from its swinging axe and rolls away, and she will draw Skybolt as she goes. And given there's no particularly compelling reason for her not to, she says, See, this I can do. I can take these things. Well, I wish I still had my magical flail. And my ring that protected me from paralysis. You see, I was ready for this. Don't worry. I'll make do the best I can. Draws Skybolt out as she whirls and shoots the one from a page rod. Sweet. That's the thing that she can target. Yep. Uh, And she will miss it clean in an effort to not hit page rod. She is not a precise shooter. Yep. It's going to be all me endlessly, isn't it? Michaela, uh, stands up. Yep. Ow. Right. Go forwards and I'll guard the rear. Unless you've got a, um, unless you've got a cunning plan. In fact, I do. Excellent. In the name of that which lies beyond the veil. <laughs> I command you. I abjure you. She holds her charm bracelets up. And shakes them. My power is over death, and the likes of you turn from me. And she will do it. Turn them. Sweet. What, there's four zombies in here. Yeah, yeah. Particularly compelling reason not to. Uh, and she will roll again the best that she possibly can. That should be good. Uh, giving her thirteen hit dice worth of things that she can affect. Maximum of 13 hit dice, rather. Uh, no, I still don't remember these rules quite well enough. I need a play as. That's fine. You're right there? Yeah, just, you know, when you said you needed one, I assumed when I went got over past you one, you'd be ready to receive it. But clearly, you had other plans. You were, first. in fact, dead wrong. <laughs> Alright, so that is 5, 18, 20 hit dice from the dead here. Uh, and I think on the whole she's pretty much done with page rod here. Uh, she throws her hands out, shakes the charm bracelet. I hold their will. I can... Uh, no. Too strong. There's too many of them. <sighs> Something slips. She said, Don't worry about the rear. They're mine. <laughs> uh, but watch out for Pedrot. And, pa- and Pedrot turns on you. She releases him. Yep. Rather than maintaining her... Using up her hit dice limits on him. 
and turn and rebukes the sorry commands the two behind her. Right. So they have to be the ones closest to her. Yep. All right. Can you get them to go? Can you get them to go forwards when you have a chance? Mm-hmm. But I might block the way. I might have to block the way. Water pours into the room. Okay, not at the end of the round, just on. Um... Uh, give me a moment. Yep. Sorry. Water pours into the room. And there is a <laughs> splash noise as out of one of the holes oh, comes right. sliding a gigantic eel. Oh, of course. Hence, I need the water. Yes. Uh, which lands here. Actually, should have just... Destination being chosen largely at random. Right, yes. Um, so suddenly in front of you, there is this very large... Like it is, it is thin. It's about the, the width of an arm, so it would fit through the hole. But it is very long. It looks very angry, and it is thrashing wildly mm-hmm. as it lands there. Mm-hmm. Um, looks confused for a moment, and then um, having been, having effectively been sucked through, it is smashed into the ground. Uh, takes damage from this. Cool. And then begins thrashing around wildly in the water. Already the water is up to around your mid um, uh, thigh. No, it's calf, isn't it? Your yeah. mid calf. Yeah. Um, just enough for the eel to sort of thrash violently around in, and it will just step towards you. Yep. And to, onto where that X is, and then begins thrashing and gnawing at you. Yep. And you, at this point, get a quick listen check to see if you heard the eel coming. You're the only one it matters for, so... Uh, no. No, I was distracted. Yep. Eel has skill-focused stealth. Yep. Uh, not that flat-footing you matters to your AC, of no, course, so no. that's why I'm bothering. It's not like the eel has a lot of sneak attack. Uh, that would be... Relatively large amount. Although um, it, it does actually now make a difference because I have the deflection modifier, right? The deflection. Yeah, it doesn't get added to your flat footed. Yeah. Um, maybe it does. I forget. Um, In, I think natural armor gets it. Flat uh, deflection gets added to touch. Natural armor gets regardless, added. Regardless, that's a twenty-seven versus your normal armor. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Yes. So it will quite certainly hit me. So it thrashes around, bites you. And it sinks its huge jaws in each each teeth tooth about the size of one of your fingers, and deals you seventeen points of damage. Vicious. And then endeavors to wrap around you. Okay. All right. So. Yep. It takes a bunch of damage. And make a first gra- grapple check. Yes. Twenty. Uh, the eel wraps around you a lot, um, and then you manage to peel it away slightly. Cool. Kick it off. Good. That's a plus. Only just is like fighting with a thrashing eel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Pedro changes to red. Yep. Mm-hmm. As he becomes evil. Mm-hmm. I will redo him for mnemonic purposes. Smart. 
he was he's um traditionally being pretty bright. No, not Pedro. Oh, the other guys. Do the other guys realise that Pedro wasn't on their side? Wasn't on their side is obvious. Yeah. Do they realise he's changed sides? Yeah. Yeah. Because if one of the zombies kills him for provoking, that's going to be hilarious. Pedro turns the zombie in front of him, makes a check. Uh, does in fact succeed his intelligence check. You see it raise its axe as Pedro turns away, then lowers it slightly again. Uh... Pedro is back under his original set of commands now, which means it's time to kill everyone with his awesome power. Yep. This will actually work reasonably well. He can do that. Yes. Mr. Eel has reach, which Mr. Eel does not. Um... Pedro just there silently throws a hand up again, flicks it out, and fire erupts in a cone out from his hand. And ah. use Amanth and Michaela only to make reflex saves. Yep. Thirteen. Uh, you pass. Cool. Yep, because yep. of burning hands. Because, yeah, because Pedro sucks in everything. Yeah, well, he's going to be down to his dagger, and I took the magical dagger off him for a reason. Uh, Michaela passes this as well, and Zamanth evades for no damage. Uh, Zamanth really got those rogue levels going. So Zamanth's got the rogue levels going. Five, six. I'm just guessing it's rogue, but I think so it's rogue. Nine, ten. So uh, that is five points for everyone who passed. Okay. And nothing for Zamanth. Okay, so, yep. Michaela is definitely looking like his day is not going super great. And then it is Kaelin. Yes. Now, um, I would not have been walking through this building with no weapon out. Yeah, I would. You're, you're in a hostile dungeon full of monsters. I would damn well assume you have whatever your default um, weapon would be, which would probably still be the flail. Yeah, because I was expecting back. I was expecting to fight the undead. Yeah. So, um. Uh, Yeah, and I think um, I will five foot to here. Yep, the eel thrashes violently. Um, and um, attack the eel rather than Pedro as the bigger threat to my immediate environment. You do have the undead bane on him, so... That is a good point, actually. I mean, you could probably safely assume he doesn't have an awesome amount of deadly spells in his quiffer, given that... Um, he, he would have had to have deployed them. Yeah, I'm like things like he didn't explicitly didn't deploy the burning hands on Vordekai because he didn't think it would work, and he'd catch other people on the cone and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think um, I, I'm going to go with the eel as the bigger threat. Well, um, and I am going to full attack it. Yep. So first swing on the eel uh, is um, twenty one. Uh. He, is eel. It is pretty slippery, but it doesn't have anything much in the way of natural armor. What chunk? You hit it. Um, crap! I should have smited it. An animal. Uh, well, still have the opportunity later. Okay, and um, my just regular flail damage at this point. Yep. Okay, 
Okay, and that is 17 points of flail damage. Okay, the eel doesn't appear to be possessed of any particularly extraordinary DR or anything. Yeah. You smash into it. Its body mostly squelches rather than crunches. Eels have few, if any, bones in there. Yeah. And it... (laughs) As you mash into its tail. Uh, And you have only just managed to hit it, however, given that it is... It is wound around the statue, right? Because the statue is giving it bonuses to AC. Okay, can I use my second attack on Pedro? Yep. Sweet, because um, I think he's going to be yes, easier to hit than the eel. Still got his mage armor up though. Yep. Um. So seventeen plus two is nineteen plus nine. Yep. Uh, is um. 28. He's also getting cover because he's in a statue square. Nonetheless, you still hit him. Yep. Yes, because I get a plus two to hit Pedro because he's undead. Yep. Alright, and um, if I know what I was rolling, 17, I might have done the eel again, but. Okay, and that is, however, an extremely feeble roll. So that is. 8 plus 15. Pedrod looks pained. Yep. Yes, I can't keep this up forever because sooner or later the eel is going to grapple me, but it's a start. Um, so then it is the Dread Cyclopses. Yes. So the other two just stand there. Because Michaela hasn't had a chance to give them an order, right? Correct. Yep. Second guy will move in, but not um, do anything much about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, first guy moves in, and do you want high or low? I'll be high. Okay. Uh, hits you. Yep. Or endeavors to anyway. Yep. Swings the great axe round upon you. Smash it down on you with ease. Yep. When I see 18s on the dice, it's generally a good sign. Yep. Uh, 9. 16. This is really starting to hurt. Okay, so. movement and things around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is all of them. Yep. It is a man. Yeah. Right. I, um, so he was good, but, uh, but he's setting us on fire. He, he's bad again. Shoot him. Mm-hmm. Or shoot one of the others. It's a target-rich environment, kid. Just shoot somebody. Isn't me or Michaela. Mm-hmm. Or those two cyclopses behind us. Wait, so she's, like, controlling the undead? Isn't that evil and stuff? We'll talk about it later, kid. Shoot the people that are trying to kill... Shoot the things that are trying to kill you. She will it's shoot... It's a good life lesson. She will shoot Pedro. Good stuff. Uh, she will hit Pedro. Good stuff. Uh, 
She doesn't look like she can draw Skybolt as well as you might expect. The composite is beyond her. Yeah. Um, Perhaps I should have... If I'd known that, I should have checked out with her. I could have She would have told you that. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm tough. Yeah. I'm powerful. Uh, I am strong, I am powerful. I am strong, I am powerful. Uh, nonetheless, she hits Pater anyway. It basically provides her with a small penalty on her to hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a plus two, isn't it? Uh, it, it the composite? So the, no, the magic. Uh, yes, it's a plus two magic. Yep. So that is... Eight. Uh, Pedro looks very pained indeed. Yep. Uh, and Michaela. Yep. Save the day. Michaela gets some zombie action in here. We... And it is, of course, round two at this point. Yep. The water is getting deeper, unsurprisingly. Yeah. We need to get out. Of, we need to get out of their way. Uh, she cannot five foot step into there because it is difficult terrain. Uh, five foot step to there. Yep. Um, and then order the zombies with standard action. Yep. One. Good choice of standard action. Orders them to move in and make as much space as they can. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy will get all the way around to there, double moving and provoking yep. in the process. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eel bites at him, and then the second one comes up as well. Yep. Uh, the eel misses him flat. Yep. And the second Dread Cyclops moves up on Michaela's command and hits. It can hit Patron. Hits the eel. Sweet. Uh, and misses the eel clean. That's cool. <laughs> she adds some targets to the battlefield. Kaylin appreciates this. Particularly as the eel is about to kill. <laughs> oh, it's not true. Still got half hit points. He is definitely looking tired. Eel. Thrashes wildly around and bites on the Dread Cyclops directly behind it. Cool. Bite Cyclops Mini. Yep. Remember, it's an animal. Oh, right, so it bites one of its potentially, potentially everything, allies. Everything, well, they're not its allies. Oh, sweet, it's just in here. It's an eel from the river. Ah, right. It's a real live eel. Oh, the cool. water is draining it out of the river. Cool. It was happily swimming along when suddenly it went whoosh! I've got, now people are stabbing you. I've got to get out of melee with that thing. Uh, bites a Cyclops. Okay, so the eel thrashes round, takes a huge big bite out of the dreads of the Cyclops behind it, yep. endeavours to wrap round it again, and the Cyclops throws it off. Sweet! Um, and that is not page rod. Yeah, um, hold on, I'll just, fi- I'll just fix my... The, I note that I've covered the eel as an ally, which yeah. is clearly inaccurate, I'll fix that. Although I appreciated biting Cyclopses, but it still doesn't count as an ally. Awesome powers, yo! Moves behind the statue. Uh, no, he can't five foot step there, can he? No, because he's in difficult terrain. Uh, nonetheless, he will do it anyway. Oh, okay. That's provoking from you. Tyler that will provoke when he casts the spell, so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, I. Um, Take a free swing at him? Yep. Uh, so, that's. Um, 26. You hit him. Self preservation, no priority. Yep. 
um, 21. Okay, so Pedro's hands light up again with that burning fire as he looks to be moving to throw another burning hands at you. And there's the step around the statue. You see him having to weave his way around, leaving himself exposed to the leg, and you smash into his leg. The leg snaps, rolls out from under him, and he collapses to the ground. The creature is no longer moving in any way. The necrotic energies that animate it disperse. Pedro's down. Pedro is dead. No, not Pedro is dead. And then it's Caelan. Sweet. All right. You had no good choices there. It was either that or make the concentration check to fail the spell, fail to cast the spell. All right. So good Cyclops is bad Cyclops is ill. Yep. All right. Um, I will five foot across. If it's putting you in difficult terrain, you can't. Ah, yes, of course I can't. You can move there, but, but you provoke. From the eel, but... From the eel and both Cyclopses. Okay, alright, in that case I will five foot to there. Yep. Which doesn't get me out of the range of the eel, but does um, yep. move me a little bit further over. You haven't got cleave up, have you? Uh, yes, I have got cleave up. Right, yep. Okay, worth remembering. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which means if I successfully hit one target... You can bounce it to the next one. I have great cleave up as well. Okay, then you can hit everything. Yep. Okay. Um, sounds good to me. Dread Cyclops, Dread Cyclops, I'll have a swing at Dread Cyclops, Dread Cyclops, Seal. Okay. And then I'll use my second yep. one of my attacks. Start with Angry Bear Cyclops. Yep, yep. Angry Bear Cyclops. I get... Um, 32 to Smash. Hit. With ease. Okay. So he has on basically some rotting leather armor. It doesn't look impressive. Yeah, so uh, sixteen points of damage to him. Yep. And then I make a cleave attack on this guy for minus two. Yeah, minus two, correct. Yep. Uh, and um, that's uh, uh, twenty-three. 33 minus 2. 31. Yep. I hit him for 13 plus... For 20. Go undead, babe. Yep. Yep. And then I endeavor to hit the eel. Still in a minus 2? Yes, still in a minus 2. Yep. Uh, And you can put smite on this one if you so choose. Really? Yes. Awesome. Then yes, I do. Like, I, I wouldn't let you smite everyone on one cleave. Yeah. But with each individual attack within it, you're most welcome to. Yep. Obviously, it's pointless using not the undead. It doesn't do anything. Yep. So, um... And I will, um... Uh... 27 plus 6... 33 on the eel. Yep, you hit it with ease. Cool. And um, that's a just regular damage, but with a plus two bonus. <laughs> and I roll my minimum damage. So the plus two is going to be handy. So that is eight plus two. Uh, that's ten damage on the eel. Yep. The eel looks like it is bleeding out, sort of squelchy, jelly-like eel ooze from it. Yep. Uh, if you so choose, you can also cleave the fire elemental one behind you. Uh, no, I don't want to. It's your ally, but temporarily. But uh, 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 yeah, no, the um. Yeah. I, I, we can wait till after the... However, that yep, was... the that second was, part of your full attack. Yes, now I take a swing at this guy. Yep, and your cleave no longer applies. Even with great cleave, you've now hit everyone there. You can't hit people more than once around by cleaving them. Right, good to know. So this is just a second attack on bear cyclops. Whereas, like, if you'd missed the white guy, then great cleave goes off again. Yeah. Okay, so, um... That's 21 to hit bear cyclops. Yep. 
Not with ease, but yes. Mm-hmm. One, a great roll. On the other hand, it's a great damage roll. Um, so, 19 plus 7 is 26 damage to their Cyclops. Yep. It looks moderately wounded as well, like the white Cyclops. Alright, so I pummel the shit out of two, snot out of two Cyclopses' nail in a merciless fl- whirlwind of flails. Yep. Then the Cyclops is beaten to death, but it was a good round nonetheless. Okay, then the Cyclopses. Yes. Uh, high or low for you? High. One beats on you, one beats on the eel. Well, that is a plus. Mm-hmm. Both of them will hit with ease. Yep. Roll their lowest ever 16s. It's a merciless cyclopsis. Uh, 14 damage to you. Yep. And 16 to the eel. Yep. Is the eel still up? Uh, The eel thrashes spasms, collapses, and in going down, thrashes wildly around swirls up the water in a big whirlpool and bites and gnashes at everything around it in the process. So it's having death throws? It is having death throws. Oh, okay. Um, so everybody here gets a reflex save. That is you and all four Cyclops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 for mine. Okay, you will fail that. Uh, fail, fail. Fail, fail. Yep. I'm pretty cool with it hitting all the Cyclops because I'm less keen on it hitting me. Everybody takes 13 points of damage. Oh, okay. As it thrashes wildly around in its dying death throes. Yep. And then collapses. Yep. Talon is now under quarter hit points and looks terrible, but like he could take maybe one more blow. And the white cyclops looks pretty awful. Yep. And the eel is out. Yep. And that's round three. That's the end. It is yep. now round three. As water rises. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, what about these Cyclopses? They also get thr- fail and get thrashed. Yes, but what about them attacking the other Cyclopses? Uh, yes, I suppose. Mm-hmm. If they must. Yes. They, they wait politely for the eel to die. Yeah. <laughs> then they continue about their merry way. Yeah. Provoking, provoking. Yep. Uh, both will get hit. Right, they both wa- wade in with the axes. Um, she's obviously given them a command to basically possibly block the room, possibly protect you, something like that. They don't need to come this close, but yeah. they do. They walk in, provoke, and then both take swings at Mr. Bear and Mr. White. Yep. Their respective axes. Uh, Mr. White will get hit, because their AC is crap. Mr. Bear will get hit. Sweet. Um, the white one goes down under the hacking blows. Cool. Works for me. And the bear is moderately damaged. Yep. I think we're winning. Also looks like hanging by a thread. As the round ends, yep. water is now in the room up to your waist. The entire area is now difficult to rain. Okay, good to know. Unless you possess water-based capacities. Right? Which I do not. <laughs> Alright. Effectively, you can actually... You, you don't need to start making swim checks here, but you can if it advantages you over regular movement. Yep. 
and Zamet. Yes. Yeah, um... Okay, whatever. (laughs) I'm I'm not even going to (laughs) ask. Let's fly at the bear. Yep. No. That's right. Could could you move? Mm -hmm. You know, just a bit? I'm trying, kid. Ain't like there's a lot of space around here. Uh, Michaela. Uh, Safely. Not safely out of everyone's reach. But fuck him in the eye. Uh, five foot steps in behind Kaylin. Yep. Uh, and endeavors to cast without bothering with the concentration check. Yep. The um, a bunch of those guys took a combat. Uh, 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 yeah, the bear has already taken its attack opportunity, so she's yep. relying on it not having combat reflexes. Yep. She steps up. It swings slowly at her on the backswing from the other one, but too late. Yep. Uh, and she casts cure moderate wounds on you for. Uh, is that 23 points of damage healed? Yep, that is fantastic. She more than doubles my hit point total. This is Kaylin, hold on. That's better. Back to you. Yep. And Kaylin will, um, kill a bear. Yep. Twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five hits the bear. The bear is killed. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that was my standard. Yep. Um, I was planning to full attack, but I didn't get the second attack off. Does Correct. That... As long as you haven't started it, then you can keep going. Okay. Uh, if you haven't used the second attack, you're not full attacking yet. All right. Um, and Kellen will move. I. Um, oh, it's difficult, difficult to terrain. All of it. So um, five. 10, because yep. he's got 20 foot movement, Correct. right? So, and he's only, he can't, he can't run or anything because he's only got a single move action. Correct. Yep, so Kaelin will move forward, switching the flail for the adamantine greatsword as he goes. Yep. Uh, we go to round four. Yep. The water goes in up to deep chest. Yep. Um, and at this point, give me an idea of what you're doing, and I'll tell you how long it takes you to get there and start doing it, basically. Um, it's going to be the easiest way. I'm going to run, well, run, swim, probably swim, given the water's up to chest level, yep. flat out as fast as I can to the gate, yep. and then I'm going to cut the gate into bitty, bitty bits. Okay, so Michaela will put a towel shield away and start getting after you. Um, the zombie, she just leaves there for the moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Zamant will start swimming as well. So, can you make me a swim check? Uh, Remembering that you're in full play. My stats take that into account. 21. Okay. You move 10 foot more. As the water now gets so difficult that it's getting incredibly hard to move in it, you actually have to start swimming. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Michaela flails around in the water. Zamant moves ten foot forward. Okay. So my whole... I, I can't get further than ten feet double moving or anything like that? Oh, right, because this is now the next round. Isn't yeah. It? Yes, yeah. you can do a swim check again. If you want to go faster, then you can do a swim check at minus five to go faster, essentially. But if you fail the swim check... No, I'll, 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 I'll go normal movement. Um, Alright, and I think this time I fail, that's a nine. Okay, yeah, definitely... 
Keep yeah. in mind, it's not still water in here. Yeah. Water is still rushing into here. You flail around. Okay, nowhere. so um, Michaela goes nowhere. Zamanth moves 14 feet. Yep, round five clicks around. Yep, shall I keep track of it? Yep, yeah, please do. Yeah, because it's important. Is that right. five or six now? Uh, it should be six, shouldn't it? Uh, yes, because we, we, we went through five incredibly quickly. Yep. 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 Um, the, the room, you can still keep your head above water is what this is tracking. Yep. Um, the room is filling up. It is now over your height, basically. You're yep. now having to actively swim. Yep. And everybody makes swim checks again. Okay, Caleb fails his first one and fails his second one. Okay. And in fact, Crit fumbles the second one. You just flail. Cool. Okay, Caleb uh, fails. As a math goes 10 foot further forward. Okay. 5, 10. The difficult terrain is now largely relevant because she's she swimming. Swim around it. Yep. Um, round 7. Uh, Michaela doesn't go anywhere? No. Oh, okay. Michaela cannot swim. Uh, she yep. cannot swim well, and she is in full plate. Yeah. Even with the tower shield away, she's at a minus 10 penalty to it. Okay, Kaelin tries again. Gets better, so that's a 16, which I believe means he makes his swim check. Uh, I just need to double check what it is. I'm pretty sure rushing water is um, 15 rather than 20. Swim, swim. Yeah, 15 is rough water. Yep. So, yes, you do. Right, 10. Yep. And then again. Uh, and I don't quite make it. Yep. 14 on the next one. Okay, round 8. Uh, so, what about Michaela and Zamath? Or oh, Zamath, anyway. Uh, did you. Oh, did you. I didn't think you rolled for either of them because it was just me. Right, sorry. Yep. Okay. Too hard to keep track of. Uh, Zamath goes forward another 20. Woohoo! Towards the door Five, as best 10, she can. 15. She uh, won't pass. She won't make an effort to pass you. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, because there's. A, she can't. And yeah. B, there's no point. Uh, and Michaela flails and flails. Yep. Yeah. Alright, so now it's round eight. And Kaylin endeavours to make a swim check and fails. And fails. Yep. Um. Which means that Zamanth can't go any place, and it's probably at this point rather irrelevant if Michaela can, given the length that she's on. Uh, Michaela now, she is at now round. This is round nine. It's it? going. To, this is round. Her action is in round eight. Then right. it will be round so nine. She still needs to swim. Nope. Round nine. Okay. Because eventually the room will fill with water, and she'll stop swimming and just walk along the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So. Michaela. Makes a swim check. Yep. And makes a swim check. Yep, Zamath will go forward as far as she can. 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, Michaela actually makes it 10 foot forward this time. That's it. Um, Then round 10 begins. And the goes silent. Yep. The room is now completely underwater. You are having to hold your breath. Yep. Um, At which point... We can probably now leave this there, or keep going as you like. Um, I'm happy to keep going for cutting through the, um, we still actually have a, it's only been five minutes since Dad said it would be half an hour. Yep. We can't actually just make it, make it out of the room. Okay. Okay, and you... Swim, you sort of swim slash stagger underwater. Um, 
because you are in heavy foreplay and can anchor yourself, you can just land on the bottom and brace yourself for the swing. Yeah, Instead fine. of having to worry about penalties for it and that. Yep. Um, you... Oh, no, you do still need to do this. Okay, so your plan is basically, I presume, to carve as fast as possible through the portcullis. It's an iron portcullis. Yeah. The water flows through it, obviously, but you can see the water must only go to a certain point because it's not going up the stairs and then disappearing it endlessly into the complex. Yeah, so I'm going to endeavour to cut a hole in the portcullis, and given I've got a centaur right behind me, I'm going to attempt to cut a really big hole in the portcullis. Yep. As you are... um, as you are underwater and potentially drowning, I am actually going to check how, track how long it takes you to do this. Yep, absolutely. Um, so, for starters, can you make me a swim check? Because if you fail this, then you struggle to um, hit the thing. You take penalties to hit it. Right, okay. Because you are using your greatsword underwater, basically. Uh, okay, uh, I get a 16 to make the swim check. Okay, so you brace yourself successfully... You swing for the iron portcullis. Now, it's probably going to be very easy to hit. Um, you would be um, yeah, you would be penalised to hitting it if you fail. No, sorry. Okay, the swim check you don't need it. Yep. Jeez. Yep. No worries. It's under, flipping between underwater combat and hardness yep, yep. simultaneously. Um, Yeah, what you're doing is you're you're at minus two to hit because you're using your great sword, which is a slashing weapon underwater, um, and you are at half damage on it because even though the adamantine will cut, will bypass the hardness of it, you've still got to actually hit it and put force in. So your pick whether or not you want to power attack the port, the immobile portcullis, and if so, for how much. So um, you, you were saying it's... you're at a minus two penalty to hit it. Right. Okay. Um, I will power attack it for five. And at this point, you may merely full attack it. Yep. I will power attack it yep. for five. It has an AC of five, so... Okay, and... You either hit it or you don't. Uh, 24 to hit. Yeah, I don't need to know. You hit it or you don't. Okay. And then roll damage. Yep. Is, um... Uh, 18 damage. Uh, sorry, no, plus the pa- plus the power attack. Uh, 28 damage. Okay, and again, second attack. Uh, is, um... If it's, if it's over 5, you hit it. Right, yes, sorry. And, uh, uh, same again, 28 damage. Okay, so you step up to it and... Whack, hack several dozen bars straight off the portcullis. With a second hard whack, you whack several dozen other bars off it. Um, it is not quite down. You have done it uh, 56 out of 60 hit points worth of damage. Yeah. Um, at which point I don't think we bother, need to bother keeping rolling it out. No one's no. drowning one round in here. Yeah. Um, the adamantine great axe, even underwater, scythes through the solid iron like butter. Yeah. And you cut the portcullis to pieces and everybody walks out along the bottom. Oh, of course, because I don't have to go back to rescue Michaela. No, Michaela, just, now Michaela just holds her breath and walks out along the bottom. It's yeah. going to take her you know, seven or eight rounds to walk out of here. Yeah. But she can hold her breath that long without blinking. Yeah. Um, and you escape out the end and, 
and Michaela that was unpleasant hold on two dripping cyclops heads come up with you yeah and that's that yes so Kaylin had hacked his way through the bars yep uh, they pretty much go you nail them a couple of times chink 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 holding your breath then chink 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 a few more times the last four hit points uh, I think we shall safely assume and give away before you might yeah hmm we can roll it out if you desperately no, desire. No. But, um, and you part through the river trap and come out the stairs up the other side. Yes. So I think we stand on the stairs, you know, breathing deeply and enjoying the sweet taste of oxygen. Yep. Yeah, I don't think even your lowest con party members have come close to running out. Mm-hmm. But um, nonetheless... So where are we right now? Uh, I just need tissues. Uh, W10 is the room you were just fighting in. We're coming around after dub nine. Alright. So we're coming up this down staircase arrow here. Correct. Yep. Um, Keep in mind what that's telling you is down is that way. Yeah. It's indicating that the arrow is pointing down, regardless of where that orientation is to you. Yeah. You are, in fact, going upstairs at this point. Yeah. Because, basically, this particular room is down two flights of stairs, as if it's being deliberately lowered, so it can be filled with water. Yes. Well, that was bracing. And rather unpleasant. Swimming in all this armor is not something I particularly wish to do. See, that's why I prefer light. <laughs> yes. And look where it got you, says Miguel. <laughs> they glare at each other a bit. Uh, it's um, definitely advantageous being mobile at times, but. Um, Michaela tends to attract t- trouble to protect other people. Alright, so um, I'm sorry, sweet. Um, I remembered after that fight that I didn't have my ring of swimming on. Right. The, um, I, um, you know, if, if it was you, you'd give me a hero point, I'm okay to take one off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure it would madly matter. You need to spend another, uh, Ten rounds under there before the first person starts drowning. Right, yeah, no, so. I, I could have made... The thing is, um, you know, I, I would probably have just endeavoured to drop to the floor and walk across, yeah, yeah. wait till the, the room filled up and walk across. The, the main peril is if you dick around waiting and that sort of thing, then you go up to the bars, then you've got to meticulously cut or bend or break your way through them before yeah. people start drowning. Yeah. If you have a nice adamantine greatsword, the problem more or less sells itself. Yeah. At that point, your only delay is if you can't take the zombies in time. Yeah. Oh, I have... So, no, I'm not, um, I'm not compellingly concerned. Cool. That's why I have revised my character sheet back down to a zero swim. I don't have my ring of swimming anymore. Oh... Or rather, I'm not wearing it, I still actually have it. Alright, let's take a moment. I could use some 
Um, healing. Zement, how are you? I'm I'm fine. I recovered. I've, I've yeah, she's relatively happy with it. She she says I'm 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 okay. I'm 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 okay. I can handle it. Uh huh. She has several cuts, scrapes, and bruises on her, but she doesn't look like she's on the verge of death or anything. Oh, okay. Uh, and Kaylin will um. Like, um, I'm thinking whatever magic you have left we should save. I'm almost tapped out. And Caelan drinks out a potion and drinks it. And that gets him. Oh, the Pyramal's a bit of cross class caster. Yeah. Thou shalt not give up caster levels, is the number one rule. Alright, and I believe. Kaelin drinks a couple of flasks and looks a bit better, but by no means all better. That's it for the cure lights. <laughs> Alright. Hopefully we don't have too much further to go. Now, about the zombies. <laughs> He says, looking over at Samantha. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. Michaela has an ability she doesn't tell a lot of people about to control undead. It's um, something that gets people upset, so it's only something she uses when um, it, um, we're in dire peril of our lives. But it is one of the reasons I brought her down here with me. And it did help us defeat Mordecai. Oh, you're totally an evil cleric. Samantha looks at it. Looks at all the various holy symbols. Um, and I just need to find Michaela because I can't remember. I have listed what she's actually wearing. Yeah. And Samantha is the daughter of a, um, essentially a religious leader. Yeah. So, what's the... Ah, oh, I get it. Norgabor, right? Right? Michaela just stares at her impassively. Michaela doesn't like talking about it. That's... Because one of the holy symbols she has on is the Norgabor. That's really cool. Listen, could you keep this to yourself? It's something that um, gets people upset, and we prefer not to talk about it too much. One of the um, humans can be a bit flighty. Um, one of my counselors, um, people tried to burn down her home and um, nearly killed her because of um, because they were worried about some mistakes she'd made in the past. It was a pretty scary situation. Oh yeah, yeah, I can I can totally see that. I mean that's that's rough, but. Aren't people going to notice? I mean, they're, they're kind of big. She thumbs at the Cyclopses. We'll get rid of them shortly. We're not really? Gonna, we're not going to take them with us. Man, if I had two giant undead Cyclopses that did whatever I said, I'd use them for legitimate purposes. Yeah. To enhance our community and stuff. Yeah, sure, sure, kid. Anyway, we'll keep them with us until we make it out, and then we'll go back and dispose of them, yeah? And I uh, raise eyebrows at Michaela. Tarpets? 
I see no need to pass back through the room. What if the river trap resets? We can simply order them to hack each other to death and finish the job with ease. We can? <laughs> if you desire, I can have them stand I can have them stand there while you cut them to pieces with a great sword. It won't worry them, I assure you. I can't get used to it, but that's alright. Let's It's a matter of simply having a stronger will with this. Let's press on for now and um, see if we can find a way out of this dump. So, you hit it off, up the stairs into the next room. Um, it appears to be full of pottery. Um, very fancy kind of stuff. Um, elaborately painted and decorated. Um, it looks like it has a bunch of cyclopses on it, fighting and utterly crushing a bunch of things that look... A lot like centaurs, but aren't quite. They they look a little bit less human and a little bit more um, horse-like, among other things. They have small nubs of horns, pointed elvish ears, and other things that Zabat simply doesn't have. Uh, but you know, these would be ten thousand year old ones at this point. Um, and you know, it's it's a room full of pottery. Sweet. Keep going. Okay. Uh, oh, this should not be compellingly difficult. Uh, there is no obvious way out of this room. Um, when you go poking around it, um, the one thing it does seem to have is a pool of water in the corner. Um, and Michaela sort of goes over, pokes at it a bit, and says, Ah, there's stairs going down here beneath the water. I don't know how far they go. <laughs> like, they're technically hidden, but not very well. She finds them trivially. Let me take a look. I can hold my breath for a long time. Okay. Full plate? Yep. Okay. You duck under, you pop out the other side. The yep. This 40 foot of stair, maybe. Yeah. No problem. Kayla comes back through... No problem, it's way easier than what we just did. Just take a deep breath and you'll be fine. Uh, Zamats, you might have to swim a bit because you're not as heavy. <laughs> but uh, from what I saw, you're better at swimming than the two of us, so you should be okay. At the bottom foot of the stair, you see this trivially when you get there, thrown into the water, on the bottom foot of the stair that you're heading to, um, there are two things glinting on the ground. Um, when you pick, we, I assume Kale goes yeah, over yeah. and picks them up. One of them is a ring, the other one is a set of studded leather armor. Cool. Um, when I come back up, I say, Samantha, these look familiar? Hey, that's my stuff! Here you go. Sweet. Take a moment, change out of the, um, can we change out of the, the disguise thing? It's freaking me out. I think we're nearly there. Change out of that, get into your own kit. Let's not worry your mother more than we have to. Alright, she leans over the water to look at this stuff. Wow, you have, like, really weird teeth. I know. <laughs> Washes herself off, but yeah. will go over and give her some hints. Yeah. Um, she returns to she returns to herself yeah. and puts her leather armor on, which is literally basically a human-sized um, vest of leather, stuff of leather armor. Yeah. It doesn't look remarkable in any way. Yeah. Uh, the ring is, if you look at it, is magical, which doesn't yeah. surprise you any. Yeah. Uh, it is, in fact, quite magical. 
So, um, kid, tell me about that. Um, I'm curious. Um, how does it protect you from paralysis? I, I didn't know you could get such a thing. Oh, it's it's kind of uh, um, yeah. She she looks a little shifty. Well, you know, my mom. I mean, uh, high priestess Silverfire, um, priestess of peace Silverfire, kind of been you know keeping it round as 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 an old treasure. It was supposed to be used to to defend us against our ancient foes and that sort of thing. I mean, I figured you know. If it was going to be used, it was it was going to be used against Mordecai. I mean, she said because Malthusian. I mean, uh, the the priestess said that because we didn't know what it did, we probably shouldn't use it without being certain. Because what if it had been cursed or something, or you know, would if we put it on would bring the attention of our enemy to us or whatever. But um, you know, it's it's no problem. It's it's awesome. I went straight through the water here with no problem. Um, and, and you know, it's it's supposed to protect me against paralysis. Of course, the the cyclops kind of beat me over the head with an axe, and I presume took it off me afterwards. But but it totally would have. Now I kicked Mordecai's ass. Mm-hmm. All good. Thanks. All right. Oh, uh, there's her other thing here as well. Uh, there's a flail here. Yep, I will bring that back to her as well. And she says, "And see, this is magical, and it's." supposed to be used against the mundane threats that threaten us. It's meant to be really good at beating on magical beasts and stuff. It's like a magical beast bane flail or uh, something. That's... <laughs> but, um... So... You know how, you know, Michaela's, like, sensitive about the, the zombie thing? I think to you it, it would be Lady Mariah. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, it's like, you're sensitive about the whole zombie thing? Well, like, I, I don't really want my mum to know I took these. <laughs> yep. So, you know, maybe they're just, like, like treasure that we found down here or something. Kid, I think your mum's going to be too happy to see you to worry too much. You can, um, you can get them back to the tribe's treasury however you want. And I gave you Sky... Your, bo- your mother gave me Sky Balls and I gave it to you free and clear, so there's no trouble there. Yeah. You and me are going to have a talk when we get out of here about what you're doing with your life. And when we get out of here safely about what you're doing with your life. But, uh, we can have, we can have that once we are safely out of here. For now, let's just all hold our breaths and hope we're nearly out. Because I am bloody tired. Alright. And you head round into the next room. Um, Pretty much room with a set of stairs. Paul going up into it. Um, This is actually flowing out to the river. Right, yeah. And thus might provide you with another point of exit. Cool. Um, Michaela looks around the room. I guess the way out is the river, although... This walled-off corridor here suggests there may be another secret door here. I can't find the mechanisms. Alright, um... Well, I'm good to just go out by the river. And, and Zamanth shrugs. Yep. Haven't been this way. I, I don't think, anyway. Do we want to... Um... I didn't come in by the river. I came in by, I came in by the front doors. Alright. 
Well, do you want to use another one of those scrolls and find the mechanisms, Michaela? I want to get as much of this place... Um, I want to get a clear path to the front door if we can. Oh, look, there's a secret door. Yep. So, we go out through W7. We do go out through W7. Two scrolls of secret doors left. And. Samantha says, Oh, 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 I know this one. This is where I was. Are there, by chance, two dead zombie cyclopses on the floor? There are two dead zombie cyclopses on the floor, and they appear to have a bunch of smashes of flail going into them, um, and kicks from some sort of animal with hooves and that sort of thing. Um, and then there is another one that is just standing here in the middle of the room. Ah, alright. Looking mildly beaten up. Yep. Uh, that is still up and alive. Okay. And it turns around towards you. It's like one half beaten on zombie cyclops. So. We use our zombie cyclopses to kill it. Okay. Uh, can you roll me 2d20? 17 and 8. One of your zombie cyclopses is killed doing this. Cool, that solves two problems. And the other one is still on its same level of wounds. Cool. Alright. And yet you pretty much roll past it. Yep. Head up, and we can see... I forget that. You know, we yeah. can do that if you're desperate. No, no. It's not going to be interesting. Alright, we can see the entrance. Yes, you can. Uh, so... This one leads you around the corner. There's a bit of rubble in here. You come around, and Samantha says, Oh, oh, don't worry, I've got this one. Uh, finds the other secret door between you and the outside, which she found on the way in. Nice. <laughs> she shut it behind her again. Yeah. Um, she says, Yeah, and here we are. This is, a, this is about where I came in. And she takes you through into what is now the back end of an entry room. Um, there are a string of runes and symbols around, all carved into the walls, um, and then a few ancient-looking amphoras, those big vase-type things, several of which have been knocked over and spilled around. They seem to be full of gold and gems. All right, I will go have a look. Okay, you go over, pick them up, shake them out. Kayla looks over. Mm. These symbols are not anything to do with the Armadark. It's kind of just a hodgepodge of various uh, various arcane symbols and vague religious icons. I wonder if this. I wonder if this room is simply meant to serve as a diversion for would-be tomb robbers. I'm not sure you'll necessarily want to touch that. She says to Kaelin, who's just bending over the M4. Right. She. Kaelin oh, oh, backs up hastily. She says, look, basically, there's the front doors where people come in. Um, there's a bunch of these gems and gems and gold obviously available here. And then a secret door at the back. So she says, Tomb Raiders who didn't know any better may enter here, take the valuables and leave again without pressing any further into the sanctum. Although it was located on another plane... But I suppose it was not always. 
Uh, let me at least have a look at those first. Ah, uh, yes. Good thinking. Well, I can't find any traps on them. This map looks open. They're totally not trapped. I had a look at them on the way. I, I, I kind of had a look at them on the way in, although I wasn't that interested. I figured I needed to get to Vortikai, you know, beat him up, become the great hero. Uh, okay, now that I look at it a little closer, that one's going to explode full of fire, but those two are fine. And you can probably just kick that into a wall or something. Aye, good work. Good work, kid. <laughs> good thinking, Michaela. Why don't you two back up a bit and um, I'll solve this by oh, the... Um... Wait, actually... I have ranks and disabled device. Sweet. Um, she says, no, 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 it's, it's cool. I know what I'm doing. I'll go and have a look at it. See, it's a religious... It, it's a it's an arcane symbol here for, like, a trap that's going to burst out fire. What you have to do, she says, looking back, is you just erase the symbol here, rolls a two on a, you know, on a disabled device check, yep. and there's a boom. Yep. But she's got evasion, right? Mm-hmm. She does have evasion. There's two levels in rogue working for her. She leaps back away from it as it basically explodes in a burst of fire going up towards her face. And she... <coughs> See? That's how you disarm them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good thing you had an expert with you. Yeah. And the amphora and the gems within it appear to be unharmed. Cool. I will have a look at them. Yep. And endeavor to make... Like a rough appraise check as are they actually gems and gold? Yep, can you make me an intelligence check? Uh, Twenty-eight. Okay. You look them over. Um you don't think these are anything stunningly valuable. They are genuine gems and genuine gold. Yeah. But you're not exactly talking about a king's ransom here, you're talking yeah. about seven or eight vases worth. Um your estimate would be all of them taken at their face value might be worth a couple of hundred gold pieces. Yeah. Um, but actually, looking at it, these coins are pro- these coins when you pick them up and look at them a bit more carefully are a minted with things that you've never heard of before, and b um, a lot thicker than what you're used to. So, you know, it's actually the weight of about two or three gold pieces in each one. Cool. It's no longer coinage that would be accepted anywhere, but you could melt it down and um, reforge it fairly trivially. Um, you reckon you're looking at about a thousand gold flat of all the various stuff in here. Cool. <laughs> you did kill those two cyclopses and had a go at disarming the traps. You want to share this treasure, kid? Yeah, sure. Alright. Well, we'll split it three ways then. I mean, I can, like, Use it to like buy a proper centaur house in one of your kingdoms. Excellent. All right, so I will give her three hundred gold pieces worth, and um, take about yep seven hundred gold pieces worth. Yep. And I will um, pick out the um, heavier gems for her, so that she's got a smaller bag that is easier to carry. And Zamath will 
uh, amongst her possessions are some generally worthless knickknacks like bags and backpacks and that sort of thing as well. So she's got that under control. Cool. Um, You get to the big heavy double doors. She says, well, this is like so much easier with a couple of people. (laughs) You push them open and you are looking at the outside of the island. Ice cracked all around it. Alright. Excellent. Okay, Michaela, will you have the big guy stand still for a moment? And um, I hit him in the head with a flail. Yep, he stands there while you beat him. While you beat him, helps his death. Yep, he falls down. Cool. I don't feel bad about that. Yep. All right, we made it out. Of course, I'm going to have to go back in. But for right now, let's just take a moment to appreciate that we make it out and we're all alive. All right, and um, we'll walk out onto the island. And the river is still frozen? The river is still frozen over. Cool. Alright. Michaela, can you um, just keep a watch on the doors for a little bit? Me and Zamatka are going to go for a little walk down the river and have a chat. You can actually vaguely see at the edge of the big platform of ice, it's raised up ever so slightly, where the river is basically wearing into it and then going under. Mm. Yeah, and you walk off down the riverbanks into the Little Salon River. So, so, thing is, kid, I had just as much to prove, or maybe more, when I was your age, and I was a lot dumber than you. You've got leadership potential. If um, if you were a mercenary and you were in my company, we'd be looking at you for officer material. She looks looks smug. But we'd probably, if you tagged as someone who was going to get yourself killed before she got up to that rank. Honestly, of everything that you could possibly have done in this land or my kingdom or the neighbor, any of the neighboring kingdoms, going into Mordecai's stronghold was the most dangerous thing. But the, the legends of our tribe are like totally clear that one, one that, that you know, a great hero of our tribe will come forth and face Mordecai. I, I mean, you know. Why didn't you bring somebody else with you? Several somebody else's reference. Uh, well, who else would I have bought? Everyone else would have gone and told Mum. And then I've never gotten down here. Then Vordekai would have never been killed. But he was killed by me and Michaela, and we were coming in here anyway. That's not the way it was supposed to go. The, the legends say that one of our tribe, you know, will heroically rise up and fight him. I just kind of assumed it was be, you know, centaur instead of a, you know, truly. The thing is, like, my friend Corwin, he can see see what's going to happen to people sometimes, like their destinies. He says sometimes I can change people's destinies, but what he sees for them, it's different. It's not something everyone can do. I can't see what's going to happen to people, but when I'm looking at you... I can see two roads you can go down, kid. And one of them, you're, um, you give it a few years, hang around with people, actually work with them, stop trying to take on everything in the whole world by yourself. And I think you're going to be a great leader of your tribe one day. And I think they're going to need you because it's going to be tough for them finding a new path in this world with Vordekai gone. In the other path, you don't live to get much older. You keep going off by yourself, 
You keep trying on things that are too big for you, and something takes you out before you get any older. Your mum's going to be pretty upset. It's kind of down to you, but the thing is, I was a lot dumber than you when I was your age. I didn't have, have quite a few of the talents that you've already got. But I was with friends, allies, people who were a lot smarter than I I was. Every time I'd try something dumb, they'd yank me back and teach me a bit more about life. And they kept me going. And without them, I wouldn't be here today. You don't seem to have any of those kind of people. I think maybe because there aren't a lot of centaurs your age. Yeah, they're really hard. Yeah. They, I know that you can't exactly take... You can't exactly rely on your... You can't exact Your mum's overprotecting you at this point, although... I can kind of see why, because in her shoes I'd be doing the same. You scare the crap out of me, kid. But if you had some friends that you could go out with, I think that all of you together would be capable of taking care of each other, getting out of the scrapes you get yourself into, so you can get all those talent. You, you can put all those talents to better use. As it is, if you're going to get more sense before you get yourself killed, you're going to have to get it on your own, and that's tough. It's a tough thing. But I hope you can do it. Because the world is a rough place. Legends don't always come true. Heroes don't always show up to save people. And a lot of kids don't make it past your age. I don't want you to be one of them. I think you have a lot going on. But right now, if we hadn't come into that room... Bordecai would have taken your soul out and stuck it in a jar, and you'd have given him valuable intelligence on the war, on what was going on. And if Michaela and I had got killed to going down here, and kid, I'm twice your age, and I made my will before I came down, I didn't think I was necessarily going to walk back out of that room. And Michaela is twice your age and knows a lot of things, and the two of us were scared to come down here. That's what scares the crap out of me. It's not even that you did it, it's that you weren't scared and you should have been. What you did, it was dangerous, and it was stupid. But you did it in a smart way. You were clever to have a bludgeoning weapon. You did a good job taking out those two centaurs. If I was, if I had been on my own the way you are, I wouldn't have made it past your age. I hope you can be, but you're smarter than I was, and I think even alone you might be able to do it. You just have to kind of get some sense, okay? The need may be pretty impressive. You may want to be just like her. <coughs> like, no. Mm -hmm. No? Who do you want to be like? What well, you... It, it's... You know, the is cool and all, but, but like you, you can really change people's destinies? Only occasionally. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense, because, like, I, I figured I'd prove myself in, in the Kakarata run, you know? And it, it didn't come out like that. And then, but afterwards, you said that you know I had like the heart of a warrior, and I should never give up, and I could accomplish anything in that. So I thought, you know, he's right. <laughs> oh Lord! Well, I don't want to be changing your destiny so you get yourself killed. No, no, it's like like this is what was supposed to happen. It's, it's the will of Mother Moon and all that. Kid, the gods, uh, people need to look after themselves. The gods watch out for us, but they can't stop us from doing stupid stuff, or they'd never be doing anything else. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> Look, whoever you want to be like, you have to start being a lot more careful. Like, 
You can be the great hero, but you have to get older and better. You have to get some experience so you know what's safe and what's dangerous, because it's not something you can work out when you're only as old as you are. You've got real talent, and I want to see you become whatever the tribe equivalent is of an officer someday, maybe even the leader of your people. But your mum isn't... She may be a bit overprotective, but she isn't wrong about everything. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Diplomacy check. Mm-hmm. Okay. 20. She was listening with her big listening ears. Excellent. Yeah. Alright. Now, I'm not going to go into too many details about what happened down there, and you can smuggle those some things that you nicked out of the tribe's treasury back before she sees. She's going to yell at you on her own bat. I don't need to um, encourage her to do that. Let's get back and tell them all what's happened. I've still got to go back down there another time. We didn't find we didn't find what we came in looking for. Uh, Zamath will disappear the ring and flail into her backpack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And conceals them as if it's the sort of thing that she's got ranks in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you easily and unaffectedly head out. Yep. Um, and Zamath says, "You don't worry. You'll, you'll. Uh, I'm betting you're probably down there looking for Van and that and that. You'll find him. He's, he's, you know. That guy's kind of amazing. He'll, he'll, he'll live through it. Thanks, kid. I appreciate it. Pretty worried about him. And uh, you get a sense motive check at this point. Interesting. Ten. Feeble sense motive check." Probably got good bluff yeah. left. You do not draw any further information from the GM. Mikhail, on the other hand, does. And so the two of you will drop back slightly and have a sotto voice conversation behind her. And Mikhail will's basically asking you, what did you say to her? I tried to talk some sense into her. I don't know if it got through. Apparently I encouraged you to do this at the Kankarada Run, Lord help me. Yeah, you, you can in fact tell her I said blah. Yeah, yeah. And she said blah and blah. Yeah. Uh, I think I can guess who it is that she's hero worshipping. Kettle looks at her with a clueless expression on his face. She's a teenager looking to annoy her parents by picking the most unsuitable role model possible. In her case, it'd be Van Thorne. Yeah, okay, he's a good choice. He has many admirable qualities, but I can't imagine that he has a lot of standing amongst the centaurs. There was that war and everything, yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> of course, Van would never have done something daft enough to, as to come down here by itself, but... you know, One what, of the odds that she actually knows him in any way. Yeah, very true. Plus, um, you know, the thing is that she's got no peers... And no older centaurs really keeping much of an eye out for her. They're just all the, the tribes too few is the is the thing of it. I um, think back to what, when I was her age, and I had lots of heavily armed compatriots who were much smarter than I am. I, if I, I would absolutely have pulled a stunt like this, but they'd never have let me get away with it. 
And I wouldn't have thought to bring a magical bludgeoning weapon. I'd have just come down here with whatever I could find. <laughs> Whacked him with your, with your non-masterwork greatsword until he killed the producers out here. Yeah, that's totally what that... 18-year-old Kellen was a lot dumber. Mm-hmm. I'll impress the girls. Because, <laughs> you know, they're terrifying, and killing a giant arch lich is much easier than talking to them. Yeah. You know, he had no, tr- he had no trouble talking to girls as warriors. It was just yeah. that, you know... Uh, it, it, and, you know, clearly that was the way to relate to women, because there was no possibility that anything else was ever, ever going to happen. Anyway, he was also kind of a late developer because, you know, he was still working on, you know, the whole human thing. Um, so you, you, Samantha and Michaela, head back up. Yep. Uh, and with both Michaela's climbing capacity and Samantha and Toe, who is very bad at it automatically anyway, yep. um, you make your way around the long way. Yep. By which I mean it takes you a few, a few more hours as opposed to t- 20 minutes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you climb back up to where the Watcher's Stone is. Uh, you will see Denise spots you coming, doesn't challenge you or anything. Corn is kind of just sitting. Corn is kind of just sitting around, and again, it strikes you that you know Dirt has no hobbies of any yeah. kind. Um, and Akora is um, standing vaguely around the ritual stone, and as Denise calls out, you know they're coming. She turns around. Samantha runs up, squeezes her tight. Now, what did you? How did you get down there? Did, it, it's, it looks over to you. You saved her. Thank you. I, I, hey, hey, Mum, we've got really good news. We killed Vordekai. Michaela and I killed Vordekai. The kid killed a couple of the Cyclopses guarding the entryway. And Akora will let Samantha go. Give her, like, a, a long sideways look and then focus her attention back on you. Uh... Tell me what happened. And, um, Carolyn will, um, provide for the company yep. the edited highlights version where we skip, sort of skip out the zombie parts. Yep. Um, you know, we fought Magister, we fought the body of Magister Padrod. Yep, yep. No one has any trouble believing we killed a bunch of zombies. Yep, we, we um, found a, Kayla found a way through a couple of secret ways and we found an important, um, uh, uh, an important ritual room. We damaged it. Vordekai showed up. We killed him. Then we moved further up and found where Samantha was and rescued her. Uh, and it turned out that she'd killed a couple of Cyclopses on the way in. Then she looks kind of bewildered at this. Then our ancient foe is dead. This this is over. Well, not for us. We still have to poke around his tomb and try and find Van and the others. But for you, I... Mordecai said. I think the gods... The gods helped us. Find, and Michaela finding that secret way in. He was much weaker because um, we'd, we damaged the eye artifact that he was using. It made his spells worse. We, um, it got quite nasty in there, but we were able to take him out. But this, this is, this is incredible. You, our, our, our purpose here is is done. I, 
Although I'd take it as a kindness if you'd keep the way open so we can go in there one more time. I don't think the way is going to shut. She looks over to the Watcher's Stone um, and says, after the ritual was completed, it shattered entirely the glass. There's nothing left but scrapes some fine powder at you. I think the tomb is here to stay. Oh, great. The last thing I need is another out of Darky and archaeological ruin. I, I cannot see any method of uh, tucking it back away. Well, there doesn't seem to be anything down there as nasty as Candlemere except for all the zombies and traps and things. Maybe it won't be such a problem. What do you seek to do now? Are you going to turn around and head back in to find the citizens of Arhol? Aye, I think we need to. I would like to speak with you, Your Majesty, in private. Aye, absolutely. You walk off uh, like a good kilometre into the hills. Yeah. You're out of sight and hearing. Of everyone else, um, I just need to look up. Um, your centaur trust things, because unsurprisingly they're going up. <laughs> Yay! Where is wait, I think I put it on the relationship sheet. No, relationship. Yep, I've got a thirty-four with them currently. Okay, so. You gain another six points with them. Huh? Two for rescuing Samantha, four for killing their ancient enemy. Yep. I'm pleased then. At which point um, you reach the final level of trust score with them Alliance. Ooh! Excellent. She says to you. I have been considering for a long time now, since after some of our first meetings, what would happen if this day were to come, if Vordekai were to be slain, if our purpose here was fulfilled, what would become of the Noman Centaurs? I have seen a few possibilities that we will remain as we are, scattered and holding this area against any human tribes that come through, that we could abandon our ancestral home and seek out more welcoming lands or that we could find alliance with those here strong enough and friendly enough and trustworthy enough most importantly of all to work with us Kellen grins a big grin <laughs> that is by far and away my preferred option I, this is no place for complex negotiations or politics but I would like to offer you the lands of the Norman Centaurs in alliance with the Kingdom of Stagthor. The first few meetings and ends we had with your I had with your people were a little rough, but almost right from the start I've been very impressed 
by your honor, your skill in battle, and your people as a whole. I am very grateful that you were able to look past hundreds of years of warfare and give uh, uh, and help us to defeat Mordecai. I have a lot of respect for you. I have a lot of respect for you and your people, and I would be very glad to make that alliance. The what becomes of your people and their lands is something we will have to work out. Out what's be, what, where you want to go, what's best for you. But I believe I can speak for Varn in that we should be able to broker a deal that if you want to remain in the Norman Heights, we can ensure that they remain yours. As, as I say, this is not uh, particularly the time or place for complex and difficult negotiations. But I wish to speak of this somewhat now because the lands between your kingdom and our tribal lands are currently unoccupied. If Van and his people are returned, they will not be. There will be difficulties. Van and I are close, and he owes me for this. I will ensure that your people are part of any alliance negotiations, and I will ensure that your people are protected. I will see to it that war does not come to the Noman centres from the Varnling host. You actually get a sense motive check here as well. Mm-hmm. And I flub it totally, which sucks. Is it, is it worth re-rolling? Uh, it is interesting for potential future kingdom things. The fate of universes does not turn upon it. Yes, well, the fate of universes usually doesn't turn on things. Um, no, I think I will fail that one. My sense motive is not that good. There's a chance I'd still fail okay. anyway. She watches you carefully for a moment. That is the answer that I admit I was expecting. And Kale will offer his, his hand of friendship. Denied, much as I would dearly love to take Samantha home, manacle her to a, to a post, Denied, her and I will remain here for some time if you need our, if you require our assistance for anything. I appreciate that. That um, I tried to talk. To, I tried to talk some sense into her. That um. I don't know how successful I was, but if you want my advice as someone who may not have any parenting experience as yet, but has trained a lot of young warriors, you've got to give her some kind of post. Something that she can do or she's going to keep hearing off. I know, I can see why you want a manacle to a, to a wall, because I confess I'm right, I'm right there with you. But I'll, you've got I'll to find give... some work for her to do, don't worry about that. <laughs> If it's punishment duties for the time being, that's fair enough. She endangered everybody, but give her a military assignment, something something with a bit of adventure to it. She's not going to stay home one way or another. And she's a bit sneakier than... <laughs> she needs she needs kids her own age. It's a, t- it's a tricky one, I know. 
least she she's very good at slipping off unseen under my eyes. At least she doesn't know about... Well, I, I suppose it doesn't really matter anymore. We have some old treasures, a, a flail and a ring that are supposed to have been passed down for this occasion, but our legends have never really been clear on their their origins. There has... The priestess who taught me passed down the tale that they feared that removing these from their sealed box would somehow alert our enemy, awaken him, let him know the Norman Centaurs were here and his enemies. We have never used them. I suppose now they... I suppose now it is no longer a concern. Alright. Um, Kaelin's expression... Um, I, shall I roll a bluff? <laughs> I'll roll a bluff check for Kaelin's expression to not give away... Alright, that's a four. Kaelin looks... Uh, Kaelin's expression is a vivid picture. Uh, she gets high enough on... She only gets high enough on this to realise that something is... Um, there's something you're not telling her as opposed to what it is. Yeah. And she looks at you for a moment. Uh, of course, given that our tribe has no more use of them, I understand they are supposed to be powerful magical items. As an adventurer, you can have use of them. Uh, n- nay, I, I won't take what's yours, and I'm sure when you go looking in the box, you'll find they're right there where they've always been. <laughs> All right. And and, and I'll, I'll say to Akora that you know we'll we'll talk over diplomacy when I'm less tired and uh, we know more about what's happening. Of course, but I'll make certain that we'll work out something that, that between the three of us with Van, but you know, if need be, I will fight the Vanling host on her behalf if he starts trouble with her again. Are you significantly wounded? Uh, moderately. Yep. Then in that case, she looks at you. You are wounded. Do you intend to return or wait out the night? I can provide you with, I can provide you with some of Mother Moon's healing. It's a kind thought, but um, I, I, I think I'll wait out the night at this point. Whatever's down there, I don't think is going any place. Yeah. She has uh, some sort of levels in something with healing, which would, pro- you, you, which would be either cleric or druid. Either one would seem pretty fitting for her. Yeah. Um, and is perfectly prepared to blow healing spells on you, but won't do so if you're going to rest anyway, because... She's relatively smart and goes, well, you know, if I don't need to, I can use them for something else. Yeah. When we so all no, get killed we, by the giant zombie horde. No, Kaelin is totally going to um, get some rest. So he will actually, after the conversation with his core is finished, he will head back to Corwin and Michaela. So on the morrow, we need to go back and try and track down Varn. Right, sounds like an idea. It sounds like you've made it a fair bloody way through all the traps and monsters and everything else. Doesn't sound like there's much left to do down there. There's at least two more zombie. From the description, there sounds like there's at least two more zombie cyclopses. And I would guess the traps only get thicker as you get towards Vortikai's throw. And we've got to find some way over the bloody tar pit. I was, um. I wanted to get Zimanth out the main way because it didn't seem very sinless friendly. But I was thinking we could um, hook a rope up to the ceiling and swing across, maybe? Uh, there's nothing there that you could latch a grapple to. Right, yeah. 
um, it, it's potentially doable. What you need is some method of getting up there and installing a, um, a, yeah. a bolt in there. Uh, Corbin will just have a look at what he's got in his pants that could um, oh, water walk theoretically assist you. Uh, assist you. Well, my lady has my lady has power over the river of life. I can use I can use several spells that will change that will change change water and that sort of thing. What work on tar? I can I can cast something on us that will enable us to run across it. Doesn't stop it from being hot, but it's a hell of a lot better than dipping our feet in. Sounds good. The um, I, I think you and I could um could just tough it up for, out for a little bit. Michaela jumped right in it when she was crossing the thing, and she made it out okay. Yeah, you would have also seen uh, Michaela. Tell you yes. It wasn't. It wasn't quite as deep as it looked. They jumped in up to my thighs enough to be fairly seriously immersed. I wouldn't certainly wouldn't want to cross like that. But for a hormone's dip, it was painful but tolerable. So it's not like thick, 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 deep tar that you need to swim through. But the problem is that it's very slow to move through. Whereas water walk will actually bypass that in the sense that you need to run across it as fast as you can and take yep. however many rounds of contact of touching, touching, touching. Yeah. I think that's the plan then. Um, I, I feel I owe, owe Corwin a chance to um, bash up some undead. But, um, and um, we'll ha- and um, I'm thinking um, if we run across any um, places where we can't find the way... Kill and we'll tap his trusty adamantine greatsword. I can just make a way at this point. If we set off any traps, we'll just bolt through them. It was all a bit more of a worry with Mordecai still down there. And hopefully the soldiers thing will be relatively self-explanatory when we get down there. At the very least, we'll go down and clear out the undead. We can, all, if we can't figure out what what else to do, we can always come back up. All right, sounds like a plan. You can always take little fancy pants down there if there's anything that uh, holds you up. Alright, let's, 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 you and me will clear the place out, and if we really can't figure it out, Van and the others have been down there a good while, and anything that's um, happened to them has pretty much happened at this stage. Alright. But, um, I think, um, Kellen will, um, dig out a bottle of high-end wine, and um, a couple of bottles of beer and uh, some alcohol that he carried. Well, you know, I think a high quality bottle of um, of wine and a high quality bottle of um, dwarven brandy. And so, but I think we should um, drink to Mordecai being dead and us being alive. Nice work. And the centaurs come round. Three yeah. centaurs come round. Um, Zamanth endeavours to en- endeavours to line herself up for a drink. Of course, it's not at your age, and when you look round, she's drinking a glass. Yeah. <laughs> Having just pur- purloined it from mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Denise looks over you. Not bad for two legs, with a respect in her tone and. Yeah, manly, manly hand clapping. Jesus. At least for tonight, you can rest easy. I'll keep a watch up. Sounds good. I'm naked. Zamath, you're on night duty with me. But, 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 I said you're on night duty with me. This is, like, so totally... Yeah, night duty. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) 
Caitlin will um, whisper to Mikhail, I hope my kids aren't going to be like that. And Michaela goes quiet. I wouldn't know. I never had the chance to be a burden to my mother. Caitlin will wince and put his arm around her. Sorry. Nay, it's a sad thing, Wes, but I think she'd be proud of you. Nay, I know she'd be proud of you. Alright. Yeah, to grow up a hell of a lot faster than, um, Looney over there. <laughs> and yes, Kaelin... Kaelin will have a full night's sleep and not take any watches. And um, just then sleeping in the morning. Yep. <laughs> like a big half orcish lump. And then we'll get up and do some fresh training and loosen himself up for the new day. Um, so he was on 60, so I believe he's just fine again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, between all the, between the multiple healers that are here, you can pretty easily get topped up again. Yeah. And indeed, night passes completely unmentionably. Yeah. Hmm? Yes, the, um, I um, feel a cert- certain amount of generous pity for anything that um, comes around here looking for trouble. Lord says, I, well, there's no much point taking any spells to kill the living instantly. No. I believe I'll prepare a commune. <laughs> Sounds good. If we get a little lost or something, we'll but, have it in our pants if we need it. Aye, this is, um, between all the um, between all the water and tar and like the like that's down there and the soul uh, and the lost souls, this seems to be right up your lady's alley. Hopefully, she can give us a hand if we get stuck. Um, I'll prepare me a couple of water walks. That um, yeah, as because we want to get it, we want to get in and then come back out. Although possibly just the one. Let, yeah. me, let me look at my actual spells. Yeah, I think it lasts a good long time, doesn't it? walk. No, it does not. It will last 90 minutes. Right. Which is definitely not a guaranteed in and out. On the other hand, you can cast it on multiple targets. Yes, but are you going to be crossed and finished entirely? No, no, I'm just... Again within 90 minutes? Definitely not. I'm just saying he can prepare two and that should cover us for in and back out again. Yep. And our plan is to go down through the secret passage straight into the top that is supposed to um, go through the whole entire floor. Yep. So, straight in through here, and then down across to there. Okay, so you go back. Yep. The next day, you go back, you do this, you come to the top, but Gordon looks at it. Aye, well that's a thing and a half, isn't it? Foul, what are you smelling? Alright. It's amazing. I feel like I should be making fortitude saves down here, but the GM didn't read that bit, so <laughs> it didn't happen. Which probably made old, uh, old, old Master Pedro a bit easier to fight. But such is life. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so he looks at me and he says, Oi, so. So the river's back that way, is it? Uh, and Kaelin will point out that it's yeah. over there. 
Well, I think I can fix your tar pit problem for you. Long term, anyway. Not for t- not not today, but it will be bloody noisy and bloody hot. If I bring the river up a few, mo- if I bring the river up a few more feet, it will flow straight down that bloody tunnel right on top of this thing. <laughs> Control water is his fourth level domain spell, which he routinely prepares. But didn't today? No, he does in fact routinely prepare it. Right. His other one is um, uh, the the death domain one is one of those raised zombies things. Uh, yeah, yeah. So one. Does he want to just do that today, then? Uh, he thinks it will take several hours to cool the tar, ah. and the room will be completely impassable if it's happening, because you're pouring freezing cold water into boiling hot tar. Right. It will eventually solidify it over the course of several hours. In the meanwhile, the room will fill with deadly amounts yeah. of steam. Right, yeah. Okay, never mind. Well, but it is, it is certainly something that he can do. Because one thing that we could do is just do that and come back. You could. It's a question of how long you're prepared to spend out of here. Yeah, yeah. No, all right. Let's press on. I want to. Um... But it's a good, it's a good thought for the future. Because he doesn't have to get the water terribly high. He just needs to get it up high enough to let gravity do the rest. We might want to think about do- if this place is sticking around. We might want to do something. We might want to think about doing something with it. Oh yeah, death warts is other one, but he can prepare that normally. So. Yeah, um, we, we might want to think about doing something with it. Otherwise, it's just op- uh, an open invitation for something else to colonise it. I mean, it's a nasty, nasty place, but a bit of work with the sledgehammer, we could um, pretty much we could pretty much destroy all the features that are in here and clear them out, turn it into something a bit more like it, just a just a building. You can re-consecrate buildings and such like, can't you? With enough time and effort. Depends what's here. Oh, well, we'll think... Ain't exactly my field of expertise. We'll think on it later, in any case. In the meantime... Oh, but if we want to run across... Lady, give us the grace to pass this... Well, it ain't really the water of life. This big, thick, black, bloody, burny tar. It casts something on you, and you feel a little lighter. Sweet. And... You can run 60 foot. It's the fastest you can go across here in full plate. Yep. Um, and Corwin has exactly the same problem. Yep. Because the, the best you can do is run, which is yep. three times your movement in heavy armor. Right, yep. Um, so he casts this on you, and you both run across as fast as you can, basically. Yep. That's okay. fine. So that will be a single round worth in the tower. As basically, you run across. When your feet touch the liquid surface, they don't go in. They just touch it as if it's solid. But you can feel the hot, searing heat coming up through the metal. Yep. Uh, and both of you take ten points of damage. Right. Well, you know, that was a bit of a hot foot. No mistake. So this this was the way you didn't go, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's head along and see what we see, lad. No. Best sneaking on. Right, yeah. <laughs> Let's, what do you say we find those undead... We find out if there's any undead down here that want to fight by just walking in. What's that down there? Alright. Alright. And... Right, you head in. And as you're heading up this corridor... It's basically, you know, perfectly dark. Again, no trouble for you or call one. Yeah. Up. Up. And just as you're coming to around here, 
Um, you will find blood on the floor. It, it looks older and drier. Um, neither of you have any ranks in heels, so you have no capacity between telling you know, ten years ago versus one year ago versus ten thousand years of ancient blood sacrifices on this floor. Um, that said, you know, it certainly wasn't done a couple of days ago. Or yeah. It would look a hell of a lot fresher. And as you go towards it, um, something comes out of the floor, out of the blood stain in front of you, and it looks like Maester Pedron again. Um, it surges out of the floor, but it is transparent and see-through. It's clearly a ghost of some kind. Um, its face is contorted. Its jaw is hanging, snapped like the bo- like his body was, and it goes ah, towards you. And what do you do about this, if anything? Um. And, um... Look out! It's some sort of undead beastie. It's Maester Pedro. I don't know if it's a spirit or just an echo. Maester Pedro, can you hear me? Let me... Let me acknowledge religion and let me tell you what I can tell you about that. It's, uh... It's definitely some sort of beastie. Yeah. Caitlin will look at the thing's eyes. Is there anyone in there? Uh, it's certainly watching you carefully and cleverly. It's thinking. Yeah. There's definitely something in there. But whether, whether it's, it's page rot or not. Yeah. Um, and as you are looking at it and thinking about this, the question will answer itself. Um, because it floats towards you, straight towards you and reaches out a hand to touch you. Yep. Uh, either you or Corwin, depending on which one of you is arbitrarily slightly closer to okay. it. Corwin will, Kaelin will have stepped forward. It's going to be Kayla. Uh Touches you with ease. Uh, and Pedro puts his hand out, puts his hand out towards you, and... just claws his spectral hand straight through your face. Yep. It passes through you without um, physically harming you in any fashion. Um, but you feel quite horrible as if negative energy is coursing through your body. And can you take three points of negative energy and make me a fortitude save? Uh, Nineteen. You feel drained by this as if something has parted from you. Uh, you, g- you gain a negative level. Okay. Which I can give you the negative level card if you so desire. Yes, that would be helpful. It's negative level's a whole bunch of crap. Alright, so it's minus one to everything and lose five hit points. Yeah, yeah spell slot thing is irrelevant. And. I can draw this out if you like, but it's a pretty bland corridor. It's a ten foot wide corridor, basically. No, that's okay. Um, and he says, "I, I don't think it's, pro- I don't think it's much of Pedro. Let's no. put this dumb thing down. Yep, let's kill it. All right, and can we go for initiative? Yes. 
eight on Carol's part. Okay. And I have a not Pedro here. Yep, not Pedro will do fine. What's his, um, what's not Pedro's initiative? Uh, his initiative is five. Yep. And Corwin's is two. Okay. So awesome speed from all concerned. Yep. Which means, um, Kale let... I mean, because not Pedro's surprise round was essentially attacking me, so yep. I would say it's, um, Kale and leads off. Yep. Okay. It is floating right in front of you. Uh, slightly, it is clearly incorporeal. Yep. Um, so, um, I don't have any ghost touch weapons. Yep. I will, um, take a, I, I will take a swing at it with my magic flail, and my magic undead bat and flail, and yep. see if it connects. Yep. Uh, that one may not, just because it was a crap roll. Uh, 18. Yep. You... The, the blow passes in the right places to connect with the body. Yeah. Is it a plus one flail? Uh, it is a plus... Uh, yes, it is a plus one flail. Okay, so... You... Incorporeal. Uh, sorry, 17, because I've got my energy drain up. That's, that's fine, too. Yep. Uh, 50% missed chance. Cool. The flail seems to pass through it, rippling it slightly. Uh, low is missed, so um, it misses. But doesn't seem to substantively harm it. it yeah. Just look out! It's a ghost. Well, it's a ghost or a ghast or a goose or something. We'll need magic of some kind. And um, I will hit it again and um, roll a one and re-roll. Yep. You're enjoying that, aren't you? I am enjoying that. Okay, um... And that is, um... 20 21. So I will roll, which would have hit last time, so I'll roll my mischance. And miss again. Yep. Hate you. You stink of life. Hate you! Alright, well, there ain't gonna be a reason to win this thing. No, you're right on the money. Uh... I can, um, I've got the, I've got fireballs and stuff, but we'd have to click, we'd have to make a big space as yeah. to, um, drop one out. Oh, I've got something else in my pocket. If you live down here in the dark, you probably don't fancy this. Let's try a bit of the lady's light. Searing light. Excellent. It stands behind you where he is out of the thing's range. Yep. Uh, throws a searing light at it. And he is actually going to miss it. It will dodge out of the way. Yes. So All right. he may want to spend some of his copious... Yeah, I think that's, that's his good... That's I've got the good, box here. That's the good ghost killing spell, and Corwin's got, what, six? Seven. Seven, yeah. And change of destiny. Yes, so one... Um, let's draw so you, How many do you get? Three. There we So how does change of destiny work? Uh, he can redraw anything that he ta- that he gets that he doesn't like. Right. Um, and he can freely trade cards with you. Right. However he pleases. Okay. What's his stat? Dex. Right. 
And um, yours is con, isn't it? It is. I have a con card here. I have a dex card here. The avalanche has got the key, which is the... Okay, so he will toss all six. He will toss all six, keep one, and swap that with you. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Two, three, four, five, six. And then he will swap you additional con cards if you want them. Sweet, sounds good. I don't have anything particularly shiny to um, give him. It's the Paladin and the Hidden Truth, but I do like con cards. Alright. And that is then Thorin. And he's not that confident about hitting this thing, so he also has his own card. Oh, sweet! The Juggler, uh, which he could toss into this, or he could keep. What are uh, your uh, I'd be inclined to keep it and spend just a deck, spend the avalanche for another dex card. Alright, that's much better. The light hits the creature and burns it horribly, I imagine. Yep. Searing light. I can't believe I've got three con cards. Corn's thing is so badass. That's, that's what it does. Yeah. I suspect I probably should have um, redrawn his hand and then tried it as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, well, based on how I wrote it, but um, we'll, we'll um, use this for. We'll, we'll bear this in mind for the future. Alrighty, so searing light. Let's uh, be known to Corwin. This is a creature that is particularly vulnerable to bright light. Sweet, because of course Helen could tell me exactly what it is. Uh, so it takes ninety-eight. <laughs> That was worth re-rolling. 7, 12, 20, 23, uh, 26, 31, 34 points of burning damage. Sweet! And... It staggers horribly away from Corwin, seared dramatically by the light. Oh, of course, it's a spectre. It is a spectre. Huh? Hate you, stink of life, my life stolen. And it will go for Corwin. It can five foot step round to get to this, so it five foot steps round and goes for core one. Yep. And just reaches out one of its hands, just passes through his body again. Uh, yes, it does. Core makes a fortitude save versus. Uh, the effects he was prepared to be good at. So he will pass that without blinking. Yep. And he. Ugh. Ugh. Also takes a negative level off this. Nasty. So he passes the fortitude save and takes a negative level? Yep. Spectres. Living creatures hit by this gain two negative levels. With a fortitude save, they can remove one of them. Oh, sweet. Okay, so um, that could have been worse. Yes, there's a reason you horribly killed the Divine Conquer Party with your spectre. Yeah, yeah, well that was because of Yes, you had the same effect. You passed. Yeah. Which gives you one negative level instead of two. Alright. And... Then it is back to Caelan. Yep. Spectre oh. is floating next to you. Oh, how good is this thing? 
is looking fairly seared away at this point. Mm. Alright, um... Uh, I probably can't. Um, okay, so we've got Corwin, Spectre, me. Yep. And, um... How far can I get up? Can I get far enough up the corridor to make space for a D8? To make space for a fireball? Let me show you. Uh, Let's just have this guy because that was Pedro on the last time. I it's a ghostly spectre. Yep. Okay. Uh, so, assuming I'm prepared to provoke, is 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, the corridor goes for 1, 2, Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 140 foot that way. Yeah, but um, it is... Um, 20 foot radius burst goes to 20 foot in every direction for a fireball. Right, yeah, so um, I would need... To... So you can exclude Corwin from it with ease, but yep. you can't move yourself far enough away in a single round. Right, yeah. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to um, hit it and fall back, yep. and then next round I'll throw the fireball. Yep. Uh, so um, let's find out if there's a mischance. If I pass the mischance, I fail the mischance, so I flatten this. The flame passes through it harmlessly. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, <laughs> and it swings at me. Yep. Hate you. Fifteen touch attack. Yep, and it hits me. <laughs> Six points of negative energy to you. Yep. Fortitude save. Uh, cool. When um, Death Ward might not be crazy. Mm-hmm. Might protect us against this thing's abilities. Yeah, I. All right, and um, I get twenty-four to the fortitude. Yep. So you gain a single negative level. Yep. So that's a minus two and another five hit points off is. Yeah, and Pedroid looks a little more restored as he draws some of your life force off. Crap. <laughs> Not much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um... St- stay where you are or fall back. I'm gonna drop one of these beads of fire at its feet. No, I'm gonna toss one of these beads at its fi- feet at its fi- beads of fire at its feet as soon as I'm a bit further back. Alright. Well... Unless you can kill it, which Whatever I'm, manner of ghosty you are, you're just a mockery of everything Pedroid would have stood for in life. Seems like you aren't meant to be. Death's meant to be where it all ends. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's a sad, sad thing. It's not the way it's meant to be. Time for you to go down, beastie. If you're holding any part of this soul, time to give it up to me. Steps back away from it. Now, I took this from a dead I took this from a dead man. And I think what was left of him. Would appro- I think I think his I think the real thing, not the creature he became, would approve me using it to put you down. Jabs nipple spike through him. Sweet. Five foot step, full attack. Excellent. Uh, hit hit with both of them. Oh, s- sweet! And he, does he make his mischance? That's what he's rolling now. Uh, passes the mischance on both of them. Oh, sweet. Um, and jams his undead bane plus one long spear. Yep. Through it. Yes, that that should solve this problem. Eight. Uh, Thirteen on the first one, which uh, will do it. First attack. Sweet. So he steps back, 
jams nettle spike straight through the Pedron ghost's heart, twists it and rends it up, and the spectre surges away from the positive energy glowing out from the end of the undead vein spear, and Corwin just flips the, the spear around a few times and just shreds the thing into mist. It dissipates. Hate life free to die. Well. Good stuff. If I had to guess, you found Pedro's body earlier, I would say that's what's left of his spirit. I mean, dying in such a horrible way tends to bring something back. It was negative energy what he was touching us with, so it wouldn't be doing much to the other undead beasties around here. They could pass through him seven ways to Sunday without worrying him. Probably amuse that little sick piss-up, what a guy. Aye, poor Pedrod. I hope he's, um, I hope he's moved on. And, um, Caleb will, um, hold his, um, um, amulet and uh, amulet of Eros still about his head for a moment. Alright, I feel bloody terrible. Thanks, Corwin. That that was going to be nasty if it went on much longer. Uh, could I trouble you for some healing? Right, no problem. How much you need? Uh, about a cure moderate's worth. Right. Because I can't get back the 10 that I dropped from the negative level. Um, 23 hit points back. Alright, so that is slightly over what I can have. Perhaps it should have been a cure light. But... I don't think I'll be using the death knells for much. <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't think you're going to find a lot of living creatures that have just died down here. There goes me. Actually, no. I think there goes me. Ice storm rather than me commune. Mm-hmm. He loses his highest spell. One of his highest spells ah, yes. being level drained. Yes, of course. All right. Well, that wasn't fun. But I think press on for the moment. All right. All right. And we keep going. Okay. And this takes you around basically a big long staircase that leads uh, sorry, takes you along a balcony that leads around to a staircase and when you look down over the area, can both of you give me a spot check? Oh dear time to roll that, Caleb Six. Okay, the room is pretty heavily shadowed below, not in the sense that there's light casting shadows, but in the sense that your dark vision only goes 60 feet so the bits you were looking at um, what you see here is this vaguely looks like a sort of feast hall of some kind. It opens up onto a, um, it's a balcony overlooking a fairly large chamber, staircase going down towards it. Um, and there are a couple of great big stone tables running across the centre of the room. And there are people sitting at them. Um, in front of them there appear to be... Um, goblets, gauntlet, uh, goblets, um, plates, knives, forks, all that sort of thing. None of the people are doing anything, though. They're just sitting there. The room is completely still. I think that might be the people of Vanholm. I that would be my money. Well, 
doesn't sound like there's much we can do about them until we find the soul jars, but we've got to go down there anyway. Uh, is there some... There, there ought to be some way down. Oh, there's a staircase going round. Yep, so... Get straight down. Climb, climb down. Okay. Uh, when you climb down, uh, you can indeed see, basically, the staircase keeps going... breaks off onto this level and keeps going down and... Are you going to check out this room or keep going down? Check out this room. Okay. So you can see there are a bunch of people sitting here. Um, They are sitting absolutely perfectly still. Um, They don't look like they're asleep or anything. Their eyes are open. They're sitting upright in the chair. They're not using the knives and forks in front of them. There's no food there. But they're sitting in what look like vaguely comfortable, vaguely realistic positions. But they're just absolutely dead still as if they've been paralysed or something mm-hmm. um, but it looks like they could at any moment get up and start eating eating dinner uh, you would be able to fairly trivially recognise three or four of them sitting at the head of the table uh, going round respectively Van Thorne yep. as, as given the seat next to the head of the table the head of the table itself is empty Yeah. Um, and next to him is Garnack Bonepicker Crazy Ernie yeah and um, I think that's about it for his counsel that you... Know There's of. no sign of Jumanji, Ra? Uh, she is not sitting at this table. <sighs> and you and Corwin get another spot check. Uh, that was a bit less crap, but my spot is not enormous. Eleven. <laughs> that one will safely do it. Um, having badly waft, I would say. Dread zombie cyclones. What is your stealth score? Oh, it's horrendously shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a giant cyclone. You and Corwin both see movement in the darkness behind you and start to spin round as it looks like over in the shadowy corners of the room where you didn't quite make them out from upstairs... Uh, four dread, four of these gigantic dread cyclopses have closed, are vaguely closing the distance on you. They're yep. uh, creeping up behind you with their giant battle axes. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to lay this room out? Yeah, I think so. With four of them, it's going to be an you know a moderate sized battle. Yep. Wouldn't be if I brought Michaela, but you know Corwin was damn useful in the spectre fight. <laughs> That's our best there. Mm-hmm. Smashing time, Corwin. I can only afford one point in knowledge religion. <laughs> like, all clerics have the same skill problem, more or less the same skill problem. Others of us can afford more than one point in knowledge religion. Well, good for you, but how far can you swim in foreplay? <laughs> I don't think very far. Yes, that's true, at least the swim sucked. But you did max ranks knowledge religion. <laughs> okay, so... What you can see here is this room is big. It will cover the entirety of the battle map with no trouble without any okay, walls. Um, these are two big stone tables, and they have a variety of people sitting on them. You can see three dozen sitting at these tables alone effortlessly. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, chucking around area effects or shooting into melee and that sort of thing around them. Yeah, yeah, no, you don't actually it. know if you'll be able to harm them. But you know, I don't they're supposed find... to be in some sort of suspended animation. But, but I don't want to try and find out. Yep. 
and you and Corwin are over here looking at Vaan at the yep. table just near each other where are the cyclopses sneaking up from uh, they're coming out of each corner of the room so here yep Okay, and sneaking like yep. giant clanky things with great axes. We know all about how difficult it is to sneak when you're a giant clanky thing. Okay, initiative. Uh, and can you give me before this happens yep. either your knowledge religion um, or your spot? Uh, well, I'm trained in spot, so uh, well, I'm not trained. But wisdom, get my spot. Uh, eight. Okay, so. You don't see anything about them that strikes you as unusual. They look like the same things that you have been fighting previously up yep. to this point. And we can go to initiative. Kaelin, Corwin. Yep, so Kaelin gets a nine. Corwin gets a three. Yep, and the big beastie cyclopses. Uh, get a four. Alright, so they beat, beat Corwin. Yep. Okay. Okay, and this is literally what you see. Like, you've just gone over to sort of look at, get a closer look at Van Thorn, and, and you're about to start tapping him on the shoulder or drawing his weapons or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then these, you see the shifting in the darkness, and out they come. One, two, three, four. No, I can't charge, can I? No. No. Alright. Caelan um, will, in fact, hold action and let the Cyclopses close the distance because he's got his flail out already. Yep. Close the distance, they will. This one just shoves past the Van Horn colonists without really seeming to blink. Yeah. It just pushes them as it goes, and they go tilt. Yeah. Kaelin growls. Uh, none of them will be um, accomplishing anything of any remarkable nature, although given this dude can continue to move. Uh, no, actually he won't. He will stop there, and this one will actually stop here before he moves through one threatened area. Yeah, because they're not stupid. Yeah. Alright. Uh-huh. So they shamble up on you basically double moving out of the shadows. Yeah. And that's it. Alright. What do you say? Corn two apiece? Kaelin will go dunk dunk. And you run forward towards it, which will provoke from it. Ah, uh, yes, of course. Um, it's a heavy ten foot great axe. Yeah, but I want to use that the flail. Uh, but I want to use the flail, not my spear, so yeah, I'll move up. Okay, and let's see. Let's see whose bane weapon is better. And he hits one shot. Nay, lad, look out for. Its eye flashes red for a moment, um, and it swings at you. Uh, you go to you. You go to basically dodge this slightly and turn your chest to take the blow on its plate armor. Before you even start moving, it starts swinging the axe at where you're about to put your head, not where your head is before you start moving, as if it's seen what you're going to do. So it crit threats you automatically. Yikes. And then rolls for confirmation. Oh, okay. Uh, 
which it hits a 22 to confirm. Uh, that will not hit me. Okay, so it is in close enough to the right place, and you shift your head at the last second to merely get smacked in the side with a battle axe as opposed to flat decapitated with yep. it. And it deals you five, uh, 13 points of damage. Yep. That's nasty. The others couldn't do that. And then your action continues to go off. Yes, because that was actually my turn, not it. And um, Caitlin will swing at it with the flail. Are you charging it or just moving up on it? Just moving up on it. So I, of course, have a minus two to everything, which yep. was counteracted by the fact that this is an undead. So yep. my bane weapon, I just don't get the bane bonus. So that's 20 to hit it. Okay. It is a little quicker than the last ones you have been fighting. And again, it's not that it moves faster than you can swing at it. It's that before you start, just as you begin your swing, it starts to step out of the way of the side almost simultaneously as if it can vaguely see what you're going to do. So its AC is higher than the previous ones. And it dodges away from that. Right. And that's Kaelin's turn. Corn. I... I slept through one of Pedron's lectures on this on this sort of thing. Uh, he said that they he said that the Cyclopses had seers who could see the future a little bit. I think they'll be they'll be a little harder to hit, and very lim- a very limited number of times. Maybe I think about one. They can tell where you're going to be. Be right re- right there, ready to hit you. So basically, uh, they have a slight bonus to they have a dodge bonus to AC based yep. on their future foresight. And they have something called Flash of Insight that says, that roll right there, it's a 20. Alright, sweet. But each one can only do each it once. Each one can only do it once per day. Yep, so there's three. It's a run down. Corn actually makes his nice religion check on his natural yep. 20. Good to know, Corn. And... He can just... He doesn't have to move. He can just stab Needle Spike yep. at the front fellow. He stabs Needle Spike at... You got a preference? Uh, nay, but let's say beer guy. Beer? Yep. Uh, Double stab the beer. Uh, misses with the second one entirely. Hits yep. with the first one quite successfully. Actually, there's a lot of people here. Ah. I think we might. I think we might be needing something big here, uh, and he will actually cast instead of doing this as he thinks yep. about it. Does he want a five foot step back so he doesn't provoke? Uh, yes, actually, beats the shadow casting defensively. He doesn't need to. Lady, lend me your grace, divine power. Sweet. He looks. His muscles bulge as he looks significantly stronger. Yeah. And quicker on his feet, more ready to attack. Sweet. Base attack bonus becomes full. Yep. And um, he gets a strength bonus. Nice. And I think that's it. He may get some temporary hindrance or something with it. Uh, that's worth taking a look at. Divine power. Yep. Yeah. Okay, one temporary hit point per cast. We will not spend them all at once. 
temporary hit points is temporary hit points. Yeah, yeah. Nine of them is uh, less and, exciting. And it's Team Cyclops. It is Team Cyclops. Uh, so, this one will actually come along shoving the columns out of the way. They fall off their chairs and go tink on the floor uh, yeah. with no effort to resist it, of course. Ten. coming to do the same. Uh, Corwin gets a stab at both of them. Yeah. The bear first. Uh, and his attack bonus goes up by three at this point. Uh, so yes, he will stab into it with Nettle Spike as it yep. moves past him. Uh, for eight, nine... Seventeen points of damage. Nice. And they both move up. Uh, then the bear's eye flashes. Yep. And he hits Corwin right in the right as Corwin is trying turning to stab through him in exactly the right place. Yep. Rolls to confirm. Uh, will confirm. Crap. Takes 42 damage. Vicious. Yep. Uh, Triple crit weapons. Yeah. Uh, At which point, he then, the Cyclops brings the battle axe through, hits Corwin, and then cleaves past him and into you. Crap. Cleave. Yep, that's why it's provoking to the cleave range. Uh, Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to instinctively know where you are on the cleave check. Yep. Because it is now making a separate d20 roll. Uh, and that is a 16, so that will miss you flat. Yep. Really? Uh, the other one moves up, and then does exactly the same thing. Flash at Corwin. Yep. Roll to confirm. Yep. And then cleave through. If he hits he hits Corwin, it's only a question of whether he confirms him. Um, hang on, so that's one of these guys. Yep. Oh, because which one? Which one critted me? The werewolf. Right, sweet. So the yeah, the sanguine is the other one. Has right, the, yep, sweet. Um, so does the second guy confirm? Yes, he does. Shit. Mm-hmm. Six. Uh, Corwin takes thirty points of damage. Is Corwin still up? Yes, yes, he is. Why Corwin's tough? Yeah, he doesn't look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, ah, oh, oh, Rasmus bloody tits, that hurts like a mother... Oh. And they are done. Uh, those two have moved up and done. Uh, these two are... Uh, I'm sorry to say, these two haven't acted. Yeah, uh, the werewolf will simply hit you. Yeah. Uh, 22. Little miss. I love my new ring of inflation. Click. And can the other one get through and cleave the shit out of everyone? Uh, I don't think he can get past me easily. And it's certainly going to provoke. Yep, he will take his provoke. Okay, Callan swings at him. Yep. Uh, 
that is a uh, 23 to hit. Uh, yes, that will do it. I'm glad. Alright. They're a little bit dodgier than the ones you fought. The AC is not substantively higher. Okay, and um, that would be... Damage. Yep, so. 25 yeah. to Sanguine as he passes. It looks very badly hurt, uh, more so than the other ones you were used to fighting. They right. were actually tougher, they had more hit points. Sweet, that's a relief. These ones have special tricks, but not necessarily. Yep. They actually have better AC, but they yep. obviously have substantially less hit points. Okay. He's not down, however, and, and Flash, he hits you. Yep, so he's going to he's going to use he's his gonna crit. He's going to crit threat you. Yep. Uh, Twenty two again to yep. confirm the crit. And he on fails you. to confirm and just hits me for a bunch of damage. Uh, five, twelve damage on you. Yep. Cleaves core one. Yep. And misses core. Fantastic. All right, there we go. That was their big round. Yep. And now it is Kayla. Yep. Okay, boys. That was pretty nasty. Let's see if I can make a regret all standing next to me. Bloody nasty for you. Hurt like a bloody... And Kaelin will um, attack the Sanguine. Mm Mm-hmm. Corwin has many, many fate points if you would like to borrow any of them. Yeah, that was pretty much the plan. Um, so that's a 19. I that will miss. Okay, I will have one of Corwin's fate points that isn't very good. Yep. Just a random one. Have a miscellaneum. Yep. Reroll it. Okay. Or, in fact, you can d6 it if you so desire, but it depends what you roll. Um, it was a 19 all up. Yep. What did you roll on the d20? Oh, it was a 5. Right, so you're probably better to take the re-roll than add a d6 to it. Yes, I should. Because you're relatively close to its AC, but... Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Perhaps not that relatively close. Alright. I'm going to throw the teamster yep. into the mix. Spend yep. one of Kaelin's zero points, because we are in peril here. Yep. For starters, that's a com card. Yep. It's also the card of beings that are controlled by an outside force. I don't know if it is pertinent to these creatures. Uh, no, they're just minions. They don't have a specialist card. Right, okay. Um, then it is a re-roll at a plus two bonus. If you can find the one of the location, that's what you're looking for, but it's not the teamster. Yeah, that's right. Fuck me gently. Um, Alright, that's not going to hit. What have you got now? Well, it's a three. Right, which (laughs) Which is your 19 again. Yeah. Yep. Okay, one more of Corwin's. I'm determined to hit this thing. (laughs) Do you want to add the D6 at this point? (laughs) Or re-roll again? Uh, Got to get a bit of D20 somewhere in there. Yeah, that's my theory, because, you know, like, the D6 probably won't do it now that it's a three. Is it another three? It is another three. Okay, it's probably time to let that one yeah. go. Then. Okay, and Kaelin flat misses. Yep. On the other hand, we're probably going to die because it, it, I, I, I wonder if it's time to spin the D6. Because, okay. Um, I don't know. Because um, the thing is, if I miss, Corwin's going to die on this round. Um, uh, yeah. I will spin a D6 and then we will call that done one way or another. Yep. You hit it. Okay, there we go. 
Alright. Okay, and then it is... Uh, practically as soon as the flail hits it, it will just shatter. It's got five hit points left, so... Sweet. Okay. Then I will use my cleave attempt. Yep. Minus two to hit the next one. Yep. Uh, if you want to change the order in which you're cleaving things, which you can, uh, the bear is also wounded, a cool. bit not as horribly. I will hit the bear next. Alright, and that... Four plus. Uh, you have their AC now, it's 21. Okay, 14. Yep, and I will miss. Okay. That is the largest collection of misses I have ever seen. And then I will um, hit the bear for my second attack. Yep. On the basis that there has to be an end to a string of threes and fours and fives. <laughs> You're on D20 number four by now. Yeah. Okay, and that's an eight, which is better, but possibly not better enough. Uh, no, that'll do it. Five gives you 19. Yes, but this is my second oh, attack. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. Alright, um, yep, and that will miss. Yep. So there we go, that is three, 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 five, four, and eight okay. on six D20. And I hit one of them. God says, ah, I, that was bloody, nearly that was nearly awesome. Bloody hell! Well, that sure hurt. I hang on. Concentrate. Yep, make me concentration check. Stuff. Cure Kale. critical loads. Yep, Kevin. Everyone uses good spell. Heals 29 points of damage and looks substantially healthier. Sweet. He is now merely hurt as opposed to... About to drop. Badly yep. hurt. Yep, and it is the Cyclopses go. Mm-hmm. But at least they're done with that. Used all of their awesome eye-flashing powers. Yep. They will endeavour to pick a flank if they can, which they can with these. Uh, and then they beat on you. Yep. <laughs> Two of them on you, one of them on Corwin. Yep. Uh, the bear will crit fumble and flat miss you. Yep. Flails away. Its eye flashes slightly again and it hits completely the wrong place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the werewolf will walk you in the head for 30 plus. Yep. We'll quite certainly do it. Uh, eight. 13. Yep. Uh, and Kaelin doesn't look about to drop imminently, but he doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. More than half hit points down. Alright, and then it is. So, um, and the. Bear and White Eyes. Yep, White Eyes is hitting Corwin or me? Corwin is the um, target. He can't can't actually get to you. Yep. Uh, Flails and it goes tink off Corwin's armor. Does not pass his AC. Sweet! Okay. Let's try this shit again. Okay, and yeah, once they're not murderously critting everyone with their times three crit weapons. Yes, yeah. and Caleb is going to hit the bear. Never to hit the bear, so that is ten plus fourteen is yeah, they don't have to say. Uh, so yes, Caleb hits the bear. Yep. Okay. Uh, four 
17 damage to the bear. Uh, it collapses in a cloud of necropic energies, leaving only a fleshy corpse behind. Cool. Kale and Cleave attempts the um, werewolf. Yep. And uh, Kale and hits the werewolf. Yep. And deals the werewolf um, Sixteen to seven is twenty-three. Twenty-three points of damage. Yep, it looks wounded. And it down, then you wave it again. Yep, and I um, miss it on the second attack. Like undead bane weapons. We, we knew what we were coming down here for. All right, and that's Kellen. Kellen kills another one. Okay, all right, that was ugly, but I think we're getting this under control. All right, well. Come on then, you grotty bastard. Let's see what you've let's see what you've got. He is going to need to provoke anyway, so he will come over to here. Yep. Because he's got a reach weapon, so he needs to move out anyway. Yeah. Pink. Sweet. Uh, and he will stab the werewolf. Yep. Because it's entered. Mm-hmm. He doesn't full attack it, however. He does that twenty hit though. So nice. From the crit, of course. Jams nettle spikes straight through its heart and down it goes. Well, that's more like it then. Come on, dumbass. Let's see what you on your own can do. Uh, it's not permitted to do that. It's not permitted to do that. Um, that seems brutally abusive. I suppose not. That power attack as well. No, oh, right, yeah. Like power attack, then I hit you anyway on my national twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it looks over at Kaelin and then brings the axe down really, really hard, as if it's smart enough to recognise it's outnumbered two to one at this point. It's probably not going to win this fight. Yeah. So it needs to kill you really hard, really fast. Yeah. So it just throws everything into one big swing and yeah. full power attacks you, basically. Yeah. This is not a, a strategy of self-preservation, but yeah. it doesn't care about that. Uh, that is ticketer, 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 ticketer. Uh, Twenty-three to hit. Uh, that is my AC. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be ugly, but I'm less concerned about it now. Okay, 9, 16, 28. Uh, yep, Kaelin is still up. It brings the battle axe down with a great amount of force and crushes into you. 10 hit points count kind of up. And Kaelin is still up. Yep. Okay, Kaelin turns around and uh, 5 foot forward. Little help! And then, uh, or just kill it, and then swings the flail at the beastie. Alright. And hits it. <clears throat> For 23 again. Okay. It is badly wounded, but knocked down. Galen okay, swings for it again. And hits it. Okay. Explodes. Uh, for 15 damage. It explodes. Yep. Good <laughs> riddance. Uh, no need to, to rid us of the lovely Cyclops mini forever. Uh, it's a cool mini, but... 
Kelly, Helfwein, that was nasty. And Corwin scans the room, looking round. Everything is dead still and silent. Okay. Oi, well, looks like we found out where his best guards are. Bloody hell, I'm glad they weren't fighting us alongside him. Michaela and I have been dead within a minute. Well, I'm guessing they probably put them here on the feast hall to keep an eye on these guys. I mean, I suppose he must need their bodies for something. Tristan didn't know, but... Maybe he needs their bodies to keep their souls going. Makes a certain kind of sense. In any case, I, um... I kind of don't want to keep going too much at this point. I don't know, uh, but uh, then again, um, you've got, uh, you've probably still got a bit of healing left. Alright, let's work on you. I don't know, I think I'll have much use for so many spells looking at the sort of beasties that are in here. So let's see, how injured do you look? Yeah, Carolyn has 10 hit points out of a possible 76 given his level drain. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Uh, not quite a breath from death, but damn close to it. Uh, I have 22 back. That's a great start. Followed by 12. Uh, 10 plus 22. So 34, but you're yep. now on 44 hit points. Yep. Mm-hmm. Once more. Yes, please. Uh, another 12. Cool. Yep. Still once more. Yes, please. Another 20. Okay, and at that point I'm good, and in fact that full. Okay, two first levels, one second level, one third level. Yep. Bloody yeah. hell, I got used to Michaela's spells. That's more like it. Michaela yeah, looks relatively fine. I will. Alas spends a lot of her time planning and thinking on politics. Me, I'm just here as a vessel for the lady's will. Speaking of which, I can probably do it a little better if I'm still alive. Aye. <laughs> uh, let me have 12 and 22 and 28. At which point, I feel pretty good to go. I've got six hit points down. Sweet. Alright. Well, I know that must have used up a lot of your spells, but... Aye, but most of the low ones. I don't see much use for commanding the dead here to fear me. Aye. Makes good sense. They're not afraid of nothing. Alright, then, one thing, you're just as good, even if you've got no spells, you're just still just as good with that bloody spear. Aye, old nettle spikes earning your money, yeah. Uh, I knew that undead man would come in handy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I got you with me down here. Seems like all the nastiest beasties are on the bottom level, which I sort of thought they might be. Well, I mean, i got a few things that can hide us behind fog and the light, but I don't know what good it'll do against them. They might just see straight through it. Nah. Let's just keep going down. But it's better than preparing death now again. Let me um. Let me just check. Yeah, you on still haven't actually had a particularly good look around this room. Yeah. Let, let 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 me have a quick poke around and um, check on these folks that that um, nasty beastie trod on. Okay. So you have a look around. You pick these people up, and um, can you both make heal checks? Sure. Because I'm awesome at heal. Eleven. Okay. Uh, Corwin will actually do better at that. I, I mean, if they've been hurt, I can cure them a little, but he sits a couple of the colonists up. It doesn't look like they need it. Now, this is probably the sort of thing that might trouble you a little, but I think we need to know. And he takes the spear and just very gently pricks the arm with yeah. one of them. 
and it just kind of bounces off. He pushes it lightly against the thing, and it's like there's some sort of magical feel protecting it, like a mage armor type spell that pushes the spear away. Says, well, I didn't really want to test this theory to destruction and see if I can stab through it and actually hurt the blighter, but it looks like they're in some kind of suspended animation or something. They can't be hurt. Well, that's a plus. Well, cer- cer- certainly not by anything basic. As I say, we could... No, I, no, I wouldn't I don't... have liked to have thrown the ice storm in here and see if that happened to no, kill them. No, it doesn't look like a room for a fireball bead. I mean, who knows how powerful this effect is. If it was on a beastie, we'd just keep hitting it and see if we could blast right through and wouldn't want to find out we were right. Oh, well. Um, Vaughn himself is dressed in fairly simple labourer's clothes and is unarmed. Yeah. Um, in fact, he has like a carpentry hanger, hammer hanging from his belt, matching yeah. what you saw in his vision and what you found out. He was up, fix it, literally fixing a roof when the call happened and he just left. Yeah. Um, the majority of these people are unarmed. A few of them are. Garnet Bone Picker is. Uh, Crazy Ernie's bear is here as well. It's sitting in the corner at the table. <laughs> Alright. And. Looking around the room, over in the o- over by the um, what you will actually see here is basically over in this back corner. There's another little stairwell, and when you go looking down that one, um, you see two more of these Cyclopean guards down there. Uh, you have no way of telling if they're the seers or the big or the big brutes at this point. Um, both of them are dead, both of them have been slashed with a sword, um, and at the bottom of the stairs you find a body. Um, at this point, it is mostly a skeleton. I take a look at the accoutrements because I saw her at the wedding. Yep, it is carrying a, it looks like a woman's skeleton. It is carrying a long sword that is marked with the House of Thorn insignia. It's not Vaughn's. But you would imagine it's probably hers, and she is wearing a signet ring marked with the House of Thorn as well. Presumably, oh. this is Giovanni Roll. Oh, bloody hell. Bloody, bloody hell. I Looks like this bloody eye was the death of them. For everyone here, the few that could fight it off would never have been able to make it past the guards and everything. She Hi. must have tried something similar to Pedro and snuck in here. Because uh, we didn't exactly give Corwin big details on what we found out from Pedron, because, you know, we got it from, um... But I imagine we would have told... We might have told him that we had theories, given that we saw Pedron's body. I, I think it's, um... Being able to fight off the effect was worse than not. Oh, this isn't going to be nice for poor Van to come back to. It's going to be pretty... The, um, may not have been close, but he's going to be pretty bloody upset about this. We can... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what a waste. And she's got long gone at this point. There's not what we can do about it. I just well beyond me and my Theresa at this point. It'll be some length of time, if ever, before I have that sort of power. Nay, I think um, she fell in battle. I would say her soul's gone on. Yeah, it's... Now's not the time, but I'd like to take her body out of here. I... Pedrods too when we find it. If we hacked a bit over there. Yeah, yeah. Because um, pe- yeah, we, we um, yeah, 
Yeah, because you couldn't tell him, you know, we fought Pedron in the tar room. Yeah, he'll say, Pedron's still wherever and here it is, because you've yeah. kind of fudged the story. Yeah. yeah, we totally fought Pedron yeah. and, you know, killed him. It's um, back in the entranceway in a pile of zombie corpses, but there's not a lot There's not a lot left, but I, we can take, we can take well, them both out of here. I think the people of Varnhold will want to acknowledge their sacrifice. Well, Come to that, I do too. I can now speak with... No, it doesn't matter if... Ah, uh, yes, it can't... It, speak with dead can't be used on a corpse that's been turned into an undead creature, of course. I can ne'er draw anything from Pedrob, but if there's any piece of information from the last that you think would the, that you think will help us or need to be passed along, I can speak with her. At least she's had at least she's had a clean death, hasn't become some sort of foul pup, puppet for these things. I... I guess he's got more interest in wizards than in... Wizards than in swordswoman. More the fool he. I saw. I saw her fight. She'd have been a bloody nasty one to encounter. Uh, I, I'm just as glad she died. Teen. It was bad enough. What happened to Pedro? Uh, let me think. It's a good idea. I can't. Um, uh, I can't think of what I'd like to know is that she'd actually know, though, at this point. I mean, if she could tell, talk freely, I'd ask her to tell us what's on if she saw what's on the bottom level, but it's a bit more limited than that. She may never have made it down that far, anyway. Aye. Aye, well... Can, can you, you ask her what she'd like to have told Van? Aye. As, as long as when she was alive, she'd put any thought into what would happen when she was dead it'll have an answer somewhere in here it's the memories of what's in her that cling that cling to the bones as as if I suspect her spirit's long passed on from here but um if we can ask her maybe it'll if you ask her um how how she'd like her body buried how she'd have liked her body buried and what she'd have liked to tell Van. I think we should make a special effort with her. I think we should make a special effort with her. Right. So he will lean over her. It'll take a few minutes to reach out beyond. Jumandi Roll. I call for what remains here in this corpse. Answer the questions we have to aid you and aid your people. I call you. Speak! And the corpse. Its jaw clacks slightly. He says, you've passed from this world. What is it you would have done with your remains if you had your choice? Bury me with my sword. Aye, lass. Bury me with my sword. I call no place home, but any crossroad will do. Because she was, of course, a... um, wandering traveller for most of her life if you had the chance is there anything you would say to Barn that he treated me that he treated me fairly and I would have beaten him next time well 
wasn't exactly I love you, was it? That's political marriages for you. Aye. He did marry the woman after having known her for a month. Although yeah, there's yeah. been uh, several months into being, at least a year into meaning. Aye. But um, the truth is, it's going to hurt him that she died trying to protect him while he wasn't there to help her, I think. I don't think we're that different, even though even though it won the love match. We can give him that much of a... Do you know what about this tomb that we should know? Do you know what about what happened to Van? Be the third. Do you know anything about what happened to Van's soul? His body does. His body does not move. I have tried to take it from this. I have tried to take it from this place, but he does not respond. Is his soul gone? What's below here, Wes? What can you tell us that's useful about what's below? I snuck to the third. I snuck to the bottom level where I found all of that, where I found all of Van Hall's citizens on the way down, and a guardian I could not pass. The fountain lives and is foul. Fountain lives and is foul. And she goes silent. So that's it. That's all I can get out of her. It's alright. Four questions. Yes. And I will gently rearrange her sword in, in her hand. Yep. Risk quietly less. We'll come back for you. Alright, let's go put the rest of this fucking place down. Aye. I feel like killing something. Okay, and when you go down a couple of things here, this feast hall basically has multiple levels within it. Yeah. Um, each of them contains more or less exactly the same thing, minus the four zombie guards. Yeah. Um, pretty much all the missing citizens of Varnhold appear to be here. Sweet. You might be missing half a dozen people somewhere in here. Your count is not that precise of exactly what his city contained. Yeah. Um, and having not worked out, I don't know precisely what his population was, but it will be, you know, several hundred people at this point. Yeah. And, and to be honest, any missing ones were likely killed on the yeah. journey. And they are all stacked up around here, all seemingly unharmed, all sitting at dinner. Well, she was the one I most hoped to find unharmed after Van, so it grieves me. But it looks like the majority of his people survived. And the head, well. the, the head of every table is empty. Yeah, it's um, it's a good thing. It's it's, it's a good thing. It, it's a, not a small mercy. Even if I'm very sorry to see her that she's fallen. Mm. If we find one of these damn jars, um, I'm thinking we don't break it until we're back up here. Right. We don't. We don't want the people to panic. And this isn't exactly the most reassuring location. Makes a certain kind of sense. All right, let's go down and th- we found the bodies. Let's go down and see if we can find their souls. Okay. So stairs go around here. There's basically this room stacked up several yep. times. Uh, okay. So. You come down into, this is basically, this is the balcony going around here. This is the feast hall that you're down yeah. in. It brings you out down the bottom level here. Yeah. Um, where 
There is a secret door across here, but it doesn't actually matter whether you find it or not, because there's another way around. Yeah, Corwin and I will just go around the long way. Yeah, I mean, you probably don't actually bother searching for it with no no real expectation you'll find it, and with no compelling reason to believe it's there, you pretty much just go around it. Um, In number 25, um, this chamber is octagonal, and it has stone tablets all over the walls. Um, it looks to your experienced eye like a planning room. Like, you would use paper. Vordekai um, clearly doesn't. He uses stone and carves into it. And you go around and you look at these things. Um, and Corwin... Corwin does of course not speak anything so he doesn't speak giant it would probably be the language he would speak if he could speak one but I'm pretty confident he speaks only yep Yep. Um, it is written in a language you don't understand Um, what you can see however is that these look to you like they are numbers for armies, that kind of thing, and there is a pretty clear map that very clearly shows all of most of Varnhold, um, and large chunks of your kingdom as well, and then into Fort Drelev and Pytax and Mivon and Grolton and Brevoy. They get increasingly incomplete the further away from Varnhold you get, but he's got a pretty good idea where all the major cities and the river kingdoms are. Um, and has all three of your settlements marked on his map and all that kind of thing. Um, and indeed, looking at it, it looks like it's been updated with... You think this is literally his war-playing room? Zombie yeah. army went here to Lakeview, was defeated, next army went here. Um, the one thing you can read, because it's in numbers rather than um, Cyclopean, is there is a big circle drawn around Elk's Rest that looks vaguely like an eye, and... Where is my piece of useful paper for this? And based on the date that is written next to it, it looks like it is for Cathora, which is... um, Two months away at this point. <laughs> Bloody hell. We didn't cut that any too fine. I, you think this is something about that Alton Beckon that they were talking about? I, um, I, um, d- we, um, found the bloody thing. It's, um, in a box Michaela's got. And it's a nasty, nasty piece of work. We're going to have to figure out what to do with it. It, um, ain't as easy to destroy as all that. Um, but yeah, he was going to. Looks like he was going to use it on Alchemist in Cathona when it would have recovered its power. Wow. Um, that wouldn't have been fun trying to get trying to stop all the most of the bloody citizens from walking off. Makes a certain amount of sense. It looks like he's tried he's tried killing you personally with his with his soul eater. He sent the armies against us. Next thing it'd be the Oculus of Azathoth. I. Well, I'm bloody glad I didn't wake up to that one the night. I. Be a bit of a bloody worry. Uh, I can tell you, I've had enough of things coming after Svetlana and her boy. Not to mention everyone else in the bloody kingdom. 
Although I think a few more of us at Sinry is a bit tougher than Vans. I think there'd be a few more than just the two of us, uh, the, the two of them that would fight it off. But fair to put those of us that did pull it off in the um, a bit of a predicament. And it wouldn't be much fun for the rest of you if it worked on me. Aye. Which should, it might. I should now like to have to come down here and put you down, lad. Aye. I ain't your time yet. Well, no, not yet. It's all right, Corn. You don't have to tell me. I'll roll with what it is. Right. <laughs> I was a bit afraid it was yesterday, but everybody see, finds out in time. It's, um, I was a bit afraid it was yesterday, but it seems not. You'd think it'd be inevitable, but it ain't always. I tell you what, though, um, the um, um, bloody whatever else, whatever else happens to us or to Stagthorn from this point onwards, we've done a good thing here that we can all be proud of. I. This Look at Caelan gestures not to Stagthorn but to avoid Grolthin and Pytax. This would have only gotten worse. I mean, if Whittle disappeared, do you think old Astralev would have gotten off his arse and come looking for us? Nah, he'd have fought it down, just waiting for whatever is to come. He'd have woken up one bloody night to find himself walking out here to come stick his face in the feasting hall. And by the time he had built up a few more armies, absorbed our three kingdoms... I think Brevoy's in the middle of a... Grolton's useless. Brevoy's in the middle of a bloody civil war. I, um... At at best, it would be a bloody nasty war for Brevoy and Pytax trying to stop him. At worst, he'd have just kept going. And then he spreads out Taimon, Dagamark, Belzin once he passes the River Kingdoms. Got a whole thrall of orcs there he could be killing and raising. Who knows where it stops. Aye, tis the God's mercy with a bloody hair. Yes. I'm aware it ain't so good for Pedro and Jamande, but it's amazing we've gotten through this with as little casualties as we have. Aye, I, I, I think it was the God's helping us yesterday that um, that fight could have very easily gone differently. Oh, and um, if I, I'm bloody glad I didn't have to fight. Michaela and I weren't trying to fight our way through one those nasty bloody centaurs and that's that um, goes to Pedrod and everything, and then trying to kill Vordekai. And um, who's to say we'd have fought through all that stuff and then made it back out to get you and and, and take Vordekai without him spot seeing us coming? So, this Oculus, have you got it on you now, or did you leave it with Michaela? Left it with Michaela. Uh, probably for the best. It's a nasty piece of work. I um, felt bloody tempted to put it in for a minute when I picked it up. We don't want to be handing it round lightly. I, yeah, you don't want that sort of thing. You don't want that sort of thing on your lad. No, no, I, I, I don't want any part of it. But I should may like to be have to be putting you down as a lich king. Hey, no, but um, I'm not certain everybody's in the kingdom's got my good sense. We, um, if we can, we we want to get the thing to Tristram, see if you can figure out we can figure out a way to break it. I think it's going to be one legacy of Vortikai that's going to be giving us trouble for a while. All right. Let's keep ro- let's keep rolling on. Seem to be a few less undead on the, this level. Okay, you open up the next door. The Corwin is again reasonably strong, so he pushes at it. His yeah. muscles have deflated at this point. His divine power runs out. Yeah, yeah. Um, you go through into the next room, and in here there is a large, round, and not particularly ornate basic stone fountain. The water stinks of sulfur like it's kind of geothermal. 
and it's just sitting there. There's nothing uh, amazing in this room in any way. Um, the water passes through basically a small stone carved bit, flowway rather than river that ducks under the door and presumably into the next room. And given that Jumandi explicitly warned you there was a guardian in the fountain, you're yep. probably approaching this with a bit more caution than just wandering by and getting sneak attacked. Hell yes. So we we look towards the fountain in a cautious and endeavouring to spot what the beastie is yep. kind of manner. At this point, you've literally carefully pushed the door open. You look in the room and go, hmm, fountain. Yeah. Uh, both of you can give me spot checks. That is a 19. Okay. That's probably actually worth rolling for, but let me um, look up a fountain. What's it? see something um, the, world, the water is moving slightly and you look more closely looking for something in it and you realise there isn't anything in it it's the water itself is alive right. you think it is a creature made of the made of the water that's in the fountain oh, ok so we'll back up a bit like there's actual water in the fountain as well but not a lot of it it looks like there is a huge sized creature in there. Yeah. So we'll back up a, a decent distance. Yeah. Uh, and uh, back up well into. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's a creature of water in that fountain. I I didn't see it. I'll take your word for it. Some sort of uh, elemental thing. I, I think so. I, I've sort of heard of things like that. Uh, Do you have. I know your lady is the lady of water, among other things. Do you have any kind of abilities with that kind of thing? Uh, I can lower the water level in the fountain, but that'll do nay against the actual creature. Uh, given we know it's there, I can blast the bloody room with a giant with a giant cloud of ice. Well, no one's standing there waiting to be frozen. It's got merit. So um, what I'm checking out is... Um, yep. Does he have the ability to turn water creatures as someone who has the ability Oh, yes, mind? yes. Um... Yes, sorry, I completely blanked on that being the water domain ability. Yeah. Because it's like... Yeah. yeah, it doesn't come up a lot, but, you know, I think of it when we run into elementals, because... Yeah, it certainly wouldn't be the first answer Corwin would give you. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, while Kaelin doesn't know that that about domain yeah, yeah, abilities, yeah. No, he no, does know that Corwin, Corwin yeah, is quite... Yeah, rebuke command or bolster water creatures as needed, yeah. character rebukes undead. Hey, says to you... I know he doesn't turn the idea, but this is different. My lady does does have power over the water, but to be honest, I've never tried it. If if we're assuming this thing's got a brain, that would probably be changing its fate. I can give it a go, but I cannot say it'll work well. Oh, well, I'm okay to go with Plan Ice Storm. I mean, this is probably as good enough. I mean, first one, then the other. My inclination's just to, just to start, ju- just to rain ice on the damn thing, but I can always try it. We can see. I can't say you run into beasties made of water a lot, so I don't. It's never come up for me before. Oh well. <laughs> see I know you. of. Uh, 
I know since, uh, and he just sort of trails off. I kind of changed the fate of things, but I never tried it on a water creature since. All right, let's um, let's give it a shot then. And yeah. if that doesn't, I'll stay behind you until you've done your second part. Because yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. hold, hold the door open because the yeah. doors are big stone slabs that slowly grate together again. You yeah. hold it open trivially. Corwin stands there. Nothing happens. And he chucks, he spends a full round casting and chucks Ice Storm into the room. Which yep. blankets the entire room with a massive shattering cloud of ice. Yep. The um, creature in the thing doesn't respond in any way to you guys opening the door and standing out there talking. It's possibly aware you're here and possibly not, but it certainly doesn't do anything. Uh, and Corwin Ice Storms the bejesus out of it. Receives no saves. So. I don't think it is particularly vulnerable to ice or anything of the sort. So, for a moment, the room crackles with ice and shards of ice and great boulders of hail rain down into the water. Splash, splash, smash, 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 smash. It takes 16 points of damage. And then something comes surging out of the water. It looks like basically a black, vaguely tentacly shape made of water of huge size. And at either the head or the tip of the tentacles, depending on which way you're viewing it, there is a small light glowing about the size of a fist of a, of a vaguely red eye shape and it looks out at you for a moment and then starts actually doing things. Yep. Uh, so at this point we go to initiative. Yep. Unless Corwin's got anything he wants to do to it. Um, uh, unless Caelan's got anything he wants to do to it. Because uh, basically you stand out there, it does nothing, Corwin goes, okay, first round I'm casting Ice Storm. Um, Kalen will hiff one of his small beads of fire into the room after Corwin's ice storm. Yeah, go for it. It hits the water and explodes. Cool. Because I don't know if the thing's immune, I'll use one of the small ones rather than one of the bigger ones. Yep. Actually, I'll use one of the moderate ones. What the hell? I don't know if I'm... I'm just throwing the thing. I don't yeah. know if it's... No, you don't need to make an attack roll for it. You just chuck it vaguely in its direction. Ah, it's got a reflex. Range of 70 foot and yeah, reflex save. Uh, so it's DC 14 reflex save. Um, although it's such a shit pile of damage that it, um, you know, it's 10 or 5 of fire damage. So the fire seems to quell a little when it hits it as if the water is trying to engulf it and put it out. It doesn't yeah. succeed in doing so. And it's wrapping itself around instead of making a good reflex save, so it will take the full damage from that. Mm-hmm. 26. Alright, and then... Um, so so that was 10 points of fire yes, damage. Yes, plus call one six so, uh, yes, total. Yep, and then we go to initiative. We go to initiative. Uh, eight. <laughs> Five for Corwin. Yep. Wow, these initiative are all fucking terrible. Uh, and six for the thing in the water. Oh, okay. So, Kaelin, Corwin, and I'm just going to use the Cyclops thing. Cause yep. 
the room is not compellingly interesting. Yeah. Uh, you are quite certainly going to provoke from this thing massive reaches you run in, but if you're going ahead of it, then it's flat-footed, unless it's got combat reflexes. Plus, you know, I'm still standing at the door. It's still in the middle of the room and Corwin is not in there. Yeah. I'm on fireball in. I attack the bigger fireball in. Because I haven't got a lot of opportunities to use these things, and now I know it's um, not immune to fire. Uh, it was definitely doing something to the fire. The fire was not necessarily as effective as you might think. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, I've been wearing this thing for, um, yep. you know, nine months, and this is the first thing I've used it on, you know. <laughs> 76 worth of fire damage for Rick save at 14 fire. Fails again, fails again. That was very thoughtful of it. Alright, so... Uh, and that is 20 points of fire damage. And again, it wraps itself around the fire twice, tries to put it out, and does not quite succeed. Uh, it says, I, now, now, beastie, year of the water, and I command the water, in my lady's name, you're mine. Your fate is mine. Do as I please with. You will not remain in this fountain. I can change your fate. Throws his holy symbol out. Uh, and endeavours to turn it. Well, he's got a real mental block about that. So, that is his cleric level. turn up to his cleric level plus two, which is 11 hit dice worth of stuff. Uh, that's a huge thing. Hey. His hand out. And then his hand shaking. Nah. It's now listening. I, I cannot control it. It's too strong. I didn't. That's all I can do. Oh. He's done turning it. Yep, that's right. He fails. Um, and, um, oh, it, it was in the middle there. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. So Corwin fails to turn it after its turn. And yep. it, it climbs out of the fountain. Yep. Um, and sort of flows out, leaves the fountain entirely, the water level drains substantively. Rolls up, and what is your capacity? Okay. Guy wants doing stuff without do it. Uh, takes a swing at Corwin, and a big tendril of water smacks off his armour, but does not particularly harm him. Okay. And Kalen will switch out his undead killing flail for gatekeeper yep. as an experiment yep. um, while he's standing at the door chucking fireballs because he can do it easily. Yep. And then it is his turn. Yep. So the thing's in melee now? Uh, no, it's 15 feet away from Corwin. Oh, right, because it's got reach. It's got a massive tendril of reach. Okay. So Corwin's still back behind me. The thing's still yep. in the middle of the room. Yep. I'm going to keep hiffing. Okay. Another 76 one. Again, it fails to put out the fire. Again, it fails to truth, let's say. It's, it's very thoughtful. <laughs> Alrighty. And. Uh, 
that would be 19 points of damage. Uh, a lot of the water seems to have burned off it, as in it's it's getting beaten up. Yep. Sweet. Mm-hmm. I can't keep doing that indefinitely, but um, I'm using some of the better ones, but I do have quite a few of these things. Uh, yeah, background to it. Having seen that Corwin is doing nothing against it, and you are chucking fireball after fireball into it, it smashes down on you a couple of times. Yep. Still at fifteen. Still got fifteen foot reach. Still got fifteen foot reach. Yep. Face tendrils. Uh, low face tendril is nineteen. High face tendril is twenty three. Okay, the high face tendril will hit. Okay, and this smashes into you with the force of a wave, and it hurts. I imagine uh, twenty one points of damage. Yep, that's painful. But thanks to Corwin, I am um, back up to my regulation brand. Well, my regulation brand when I've got the fucking negative, when I've been fucking negative level drained. Yeah. And yep, um, Kaelin looks a bit hurt. Yep. And then it is Corwin. Never mind in controlling this thing, just, you know, kill it. <laughs> right, back to the usual. Yep. Uh, let us see what it thinks about this. Charge! Yep. So it presumably provokes. Yep. Swings at him. Hits him. Yep. Uh, Corwin takes 17 damage. Yep. Runs in. uh, Impales the bejesus out of it with Nettle Spike. Yep. Um, It is unsurprisingly not an undead creature. Yep. So he merely stabs it for 10 damage. Yep. It's, um... Corwin's only good at a specific set of things, but he's really, really good at those. Yep. Alright. And it being Kaelin's turn. Yep. And Corwin now being in melee with it, Kaelin will run forward. Doesn't have combat reflexes. It does not. I thought so. And um, Kaelin will, at this time, stab at the gatekeeper and see how it feels about acid. Alright. That is, although it may not be relevant, that's an AT. uh, No, wait. uh, This one is not an undead bane weapon and it's not a thing. Uh, 16 to hit, so presumably just a flat miss. Yes, it flows out of the way. Yeah. Um, You also see Corwin's blow actually does less damage than you might expect. Like, he stabs water. It's clearly semi-solid, but also semi-liquidious. It's got some sort of DR that he's not penetrating. Okay, that's alright. I can keep swapping weapons. Um, and, um... You, doesn't, you don't know if Gatekeeper surmounts it or not. You don't yeah, so, um... Corwin's has just come straight towards it. Yeah, put a big um, beastie on there. Yep. Corwin has to be 10 foot away from it to hit it with, gate, with the needle spike. So I was 15 feet from it. Yep. So 5, 10, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20. Yep. As I move round to him in the direction and of like call on five foot back. Ah, yes, because he has to be at reach to stab the middle spike. Yep, as I head round for the flank. Alright, and it is Water Beastie's turn. Okay. Uh, person that hit it was Corwin. Beats on the Corwin. Takes off the Corwin. It cool. is done. Cool, Corwin. Uh, yep, none of its capacities are actually going to help it here. Uh... Right, well, I don't know what to do against a big pile of bloody water. 
So let's just stab at some more. I stab at the stab at stab at but Jesus and stab at miss. That blow mostly bounces off. Yep. But he is chipping it. Yep. Alright. Kaelin five foots to the nearly flank. Yep. And full attacks it. Uh, Corwin can see what you're doing, so he'll actually step step sideways for the flank. Oh, sweet. Okay, I got the flank. That totally negates my negative level. Yep. I take a swing at it with Gatekeeper. Okay. Um, so that's an 18, which is a little better. Corwin actually has I still need of drained off, so I'll drain off his commute instead. Yep, that sounds good. Uh, 18? Yep. Uh, <laughs> you hit water? So that's yeah, a... It splashes around your blade. So that's a hit? Yes. Sweet. Alright, uh, so... Okay, so d- is it vulnerable or immune to acid? The acid seems to bleed and sear the water. Cool. I'll just roll it as... I'll just give you a total then. <laughs> Okay, we'll find out if the DR is of any use. Uh, so that is a meager nine points of damage. Okay, some of the blunt physical force of this just seems to be absorbed as you slash through water and it parts like water. Yep. It does, however, still actually deal it harm. Okay. And Alright, so... Um, doesn't really have anything better in his pants. Alright, so the flail doesn't, gatekeeper doesn't. Um, gatekeeper's a slashing weapon. Mm, I think I've got a lot that's. You're gonna hurt it if that doesn't. It's possible the adamantine would. Uh, um, and I will change weapons and provoke. Okay. Misses me? Yep. Sweet. Okay, I'm now holding my adamantine greatsword just for an experiment. Yep, control water does nothing to water creatures. We won't bother with that. Um, uh, back to it. Yep. It has been stabbed by Corwin. More so than it has been... No, it actually has been stabbed by you. More yep. than it has been stabbed by Corwin. Whoosh, misses. Yes. Sweet. And I will... Oh, hang on, and sorry, I rolled the second attack of the full attack. Yep. So I was full attacking it. Ooh, that was a good one. And crit threat. Yep. Can it be critted? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, if you know if elementals can be critted off the top of your head, you can... Um... I do not. Not subject to crits. Yep. Okay, and that was 17 damage, so a slightly better hit. But that was still yep. with the same weapon. It is starting to get sheared off. Yep, and um, I now have... So it misses me, and Corwin um, stabbed... Hang on, Corwin... So, its turn is it swings at you. Yep. As you're taking the second attack of your full attack, it's now Corwin. Yep. Who double stabs it. Yep. Uh, hit miss. Yep. And... Moderate amounts of damage. Yep. And Kaelin will full attack it with a different weapon. Yep. So this time it's Gatekeeper with the Adamantine Greatsword. Yep. This time it's the Adamantine Greatsword instead of Gatekeeper. Instead of Gatekeeper. Yep. Um, I failed to crit it, but I hit it the first time. Yep. And um, that is 2d6 plus. Uh, 
And I max damage, so that's 18 points of damage with the adamantine greatsword. Yeah. Once again, it does not penetrate as much as you would like. Yeah. Like slashing water, the water just passes around it. Yep. Uh, it is, however, looking reasonably thin on it. Cool, and uh, 16, I believe, will miss. Uh, yes, it will. Yep, so, um, and I miss it the second time, and it is its turn. Goes for you. Yep. You was hurting it more. Uh... Funk, I suspect. Uh, possibly not. 24? Uh, that will hit. Funk. Uh, 5. 12 damage. Yep. Well, it's not graceful. I don't know what kind of weapon we're meant to be using on it, but we're making some progress here. Just keep stabbing it. Well, if the weapon ain't doing it, then I guess we can try some Bernie magic shit. Uh, Searing light. Certainly won't do any harm. Mm-hmm. Alright, does he five foot back to... Or just make yeah, a concentration? Well, it won't be out of its reach anyway. Ah, yeah, so, so just make a concentration check. Then he can stay here and give me the flank, so I appreciate that nice flank. Uh, just checking where the steering light will actually um, do anything for things that aren't dead. Ah, yeah, yeah, Couple of D8 worth of damage, no problem. <laughs> Defensive casting succeeds. Touch attack easily succeeds. Yeah, yeah. In ginormous. And it does 48 damage to it. Yes, it's a, it's a nice solid damage spell which just happens to hideously incinerate light vulnerable undead. And that one burns away a massive chunk of the water. Ah. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any compelling resistance against this. Yeah. That is, however, still functioning and whipping round. The tendril is much smaller now. Nice one. Let's see if this is the last time I need to do this. Alright, Kaelin hits. And it begins burbling at you in something you have absolutely no goddamn idea what it's saying. Yeah. Well, I assume Kaelin does not, in fact, speak Aquan. Nope. Yep. You smack it. Mm-hmm. It's still whipping around trying to hit you in the face. Okay, then yes. Mm-hmm. It's just also telling you something. Yeah, no. Unless it's stopping attacking me, I'm not interested in what it's saying. No, it's, it's very clearly not. Okay, um, that is 12 points of damage on the first shot. Uh, once again, the blow is pulled slightly, um, but you slash through it, seem to hit something hard, twist the water, and the whole thing just goes splash all over the floor. Oh. Um, as if there are basically remnants of water clinging to it, but the puddle you have is nowhere remotely near as big as the creature. Cool. It looks like that water has actually just evaporated and died, and what's left is actual water from the fountain. Sweet. Right, well, I can see why Jumundi didn't fancy go and pass that one on her own. No, no, that was a nasty beastie, alright? Uh, I'm sorry, lad. I... Someone else could have controlled it. Bypassed the whole thing, but there's no me, me area of expertise, as it were. Michaela was a priestess of Parasma, you'd, you'd have no trouble with it, but. Is it. If you don't mind my asking. Aye, he says, neither confirming nor denying. What happened the last time you tried to control the undead? Well, that ain't nothing dramatic. It just doesn't work. I don't have... I don't have the power over their fate no more. You did once? Aye. But that was a long time ago. Another life. Alright. 
it is something I can I can still do in theory. But every time I tried it since it ain't worked. Alright. Well it's alright. Heading heading them with the heading them with Netflix spike seems to be working out just fine. Oh well. Do you need any do you need any healing before we go on? I really do. Right. <laughs> but just the just a just a regular one. So cute and moderate would a couple of cute lights. Let me pull out one of my cute moderates up my pants. Uh, Fifteen. Sweet. All right. Uh, we'll get rid of his other spell that probably won't affect things that are alive. Yep. All right. What spell you load out is so useless down here. All right. Um. Cool. Kaylin will. Um. I think just um drink a potion at this point as well. Yep. Corwin looks moderately hurt, but he's still largely okay. Yeah. I'm getting bloody tired of this, but I need to press on it. Well, at least we know Vortical is not sitting on his fat bum in the next, his bony bum in the next room. Aye, aye. Waiting on us. I'm guessing he'd have heard that. It wasn't exactly quiet and subtle. No, yeah, no. Lots of splash, splash, ugh, grunt, smash. Yeah, and I wouldn't... It's, um... Fighting him solo was definitely the way to go. A few of his creatures would have of made that I fear a fairly short fight. Alright, that's good enough. Let's press on. Okay, give me a hand with these doors. As you are pushing them, symbols glow on them, and can both of you make me a will save? Yep. Uh, 25. Okay. You feel a deadening sensation come over your limbs as if some unseen force is just trying to grip you and prevent your body from moving you. <clears throat> Struggle against it to regain your own will and fight this effect off. Corwin just stops. He puts his hands on the door and goes, Shove! And is frozen, like so. Alright, I will finish opening the door and then turn around to look at him. Push. Uh, in here you can see the little channel of water runs through. Um, and very obviously in this room... There is a big, grisly-looking throne made of literally bones and skulls. Yeah. There is, unsurprisingly, no one sitting on it. Yep. And nothing in here leaps out or attempts to do anything to you. Well, that's nasty. I will look one over. The eyes dart slightly. I'm sorry, I don't have any... Remove paralysis or the like. The eyes blink slightly. But I imagine it'll wear off on its own in a minute. The eyes dart slightly. Let me. Let's just stay put here and see if it. See if it wears off. About a minute and a half. Corn goes. Alright, well that was unpleasant. Just as well he won't. Nobody in these. Doesn't seem to be anybody in here. At least not that I could see, but I thought I'd. Some sort of, uh, I don't think it was paralysis. That sort of thing tends to last longer, but it certainly kept me ill. Yeah. Nasty sort of thing, but the bright side of exploring a place that's mostly empty, we can work through these things, because we sure can't spot them. Come on, let's have a look around the room. Okay. You're not going li- to like his big chair. This is a big-ass room. Um, there is this pool of dark water in the middle of it. Um, not particularly big. It's about the size of a, a modern, mid-sized mirror more than anything else. 
and it sits almost directly beneath his throne, so he can basically sit on his throne and gaze down into it. Scrying pool. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess he was scrying through this with his magic glowy eye or whatever. I. Uh, he won't be doing that no more. Nope, because he's dead. Well, there's a lot of stuff around here. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Well, we've got a minute. If you've no objection, I'll come back and smash his bloody throne to powder with me morning star. No, no, I've got no problem with that. Um, you hunt around the room, um, and I'll just remove the back one as well. You can now find this relatively easily. Um, you hunt around the room. This is fairly large and is obviously a throne room. Around here, there are a large amount of tables. Um, what Kalen might loosely recognise as magical supplies, he's dealt with wizards before. There are various writing implements all over the place. Um, there are old crumbling scrolls and that kind of thing. What there are mostly, however, is vast hordes of these stone tablets. Each one is not huge. It is vaguely double the size of like an A3-sized page. Um, not massively thick. Kalen can pick one up with ease. Kalen can pick ten up with ease. Carrying twenty will start to strain him slightly. And your guess would be there are over a thousand of them in this room. Stacked up and filed in a system of some capacity. Uh, They are all written in a language that you can't read if you don't speak giant. Yep. Um, You have no earthly idea what they say. Yep. Um, There are religious symbols around the room which you would recognise as being dedicated to the outer dark. What they do and what they mean specifically are beyond you. They don't yeah. seem to be doing anything. Um, so there is this vast library. Uh, one of the things you will recognise is a bunch of the tablets have been put together, um, all stacked up on top of each other and are heavily bejeweled and things. Um, it Your guess is that it might be his spell book? Yeah. It's like a couple of hundred stone tablets about yay high. <laughs> Bloody hellfire. Like his spell book is not all in one nicely bound book. It's this table is devoid of anything but this thing, and it's all stacked up at a bunch of different levels. Oh. When you look through it, you don't know what the spells are, but you recognize arcane ruins and things yeah. when you see them. I wouldn't know where to start with this bloody mess. I'll have to bring the kid down here. I, I'd say so. I'm sure it's all very interesting, but uh, at least but, but all I care about is the little bastard's dead now. Now, this on the other hand, this looks a little bit more up my alley, he says, as he looks around behind the throne. He says, lad, get a load of this. And Caelan will come around and have a look. Gold. Lots and lots and lots of gold in those big, thick coins Um, Loosely over the top of it are some more light coinage of the River Kingdoms. Like, literally, presumably, what he's taken out of the pockets of the people. Alright, I reckon we might leave those bloody stone tablets down here until um, Tristram can come down and tell us what they are. This, on the other hand, I think we might want to take. Just give me a second, and Caelan will stare at it and detect magic on it. Yep, this is, in fact, a horde. Score! Um, It's... You look at it, and this is a vast sum of wealth, bordering on being almost a draconic horde. Go and says, "Aye, well, I suppose when you got to, when you got a couple of thousand years to put it all together, it adds up, doesn't it?" 
You know, I'm not for a moment saying this makes this entire year of aggregation and suffering and people getting killed all over the place worth it, but I'm bloody glad he had something to compensate us for all the trouble he's caused us. Okay, and... Yep, there are, um... Over, over, there are over 10,000 pounds of stone tablets in here, would yeah. be Kaelin's guess. Yeah, so I'm not so carrying not going it. out in a hurry. Yeah, and I'm not going to try and carry a spellbook neither, because there's presumably... That, that you could actually carry. That right. would only weigh, like, a mega, you know, 100 pounds or something. Alright, so. well, I might as well then. Alright, I'll put that in my pile of Vorticai loot, but how much mo- Tell me about the money. Okay, so you probably just take all this and come back and get yeah, yeah. it later, but, um... Okay, I need the calculator here. Oh. A um, A lot of this is in ancient coins. Uh, the gold is just the start. The largest chunk of it underneath the gold is in platinum pieces, worth vastly more. And much easier to carry. And much easier to carry. Additionally, there are a variety of various objects of art and sculpture and that in here. Some of them are, are hideous. Like, here's a picture of a guy getting a tentacle stuffed down his, down his throat and out the other end kind yeah. of thing. Some of them are lovely and of fame. Like, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or consistency to it. They all look quite valuable. Uh, so, there is... Let's see here. Okay. Uh, looking all this over... Um, and you hauling all the art out and then looking at that later and Tristan can give you vague ideas of what it's worth and that kind of thing uh, you'd guess would be that there is 78,430 gold worth of stuff in this room 78,400 78,430 gold pieces that, that's, so that's the 6-0 number uh, uh, six- Seven eight zero seven eight four three zero. Yeah, I thought that was wrong. Yep, seven eight. Not seven hundred and eighty thousand. Seventy eight thousand. Seventy eight. Bloody hellfire! In, in art and gold, and gold and gems alone, then there are a wide variety of magical items in here as well. Holy shit! Huh? Okay. Uh, there is a pair of magic rings interlinked with each other, both yep. emitting the same magic. Linked magic rings. Uh, there is another ring that actually looks similar to one that you already have and is of the same source. So there's a ring of protection plus two in here. You can pretty easily identify it based right. on the one that you're already carrying. Cool. Um, another magic cloak. Magic gloves. Three pouches containing magic dust. And is there anything else magical in here? Uh, a magical greatsword. Ooh! <laughs> it just appears to be of um, ordinary materials. Yeah. So the vast amount of it is actually in liquid. Yeah. <laughs> liquid wealth. And that is what you find in here. Yeah. How about a soldier? Uh, not in here. Okay. But there is another room off okay. to the side. Alright. So I imagine Cor and I will spend a little bit of time having a... Oh, hey, look at that. Well, that might have been worth a year of hell. I wouldn't go that far. Like, now, of that, maybe a hundred gold belongs to the people of Varnhold. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't go that far. 
But he bloody o- but I think we can both agree he bloody owes us. Well, this could be a small down payment on his debt. Huh? Let's take a moment and pick this shit pick the gather this lot up, what do you say? Well, I'll tell you what, lad. Why don't you pick it up while I take care of a little business here? Pulls his morning star out. Uh, all right, but hold on. Let me shove. Let's shove the throne off the off the. Let's shove yep, the throne. It is into big and heavy between the two of yeah. you. You dislodge it, you smash yeah. over, and Corwin. There's, 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 there's some quite nice stuff here. I don't want you. I don't want the bloody bone dust all over it. Corwin starts cracking the bones and smashing them. They yep. don't demonstrate anything, any unusual qualities. Yeah, it pretty much breaks apart. Yeah. Um, of the stuff you've got there, there are like paintings and things that are also radiating very faint magic. You'd recognise it's the same stuff that's on the place. Cool. Protects it from erosion from time. Wouldn't stop you putting your fist through it if you were so inclined. Yeah. I don't destroy art objects at random, whatever the order of silver twilight thinks. Um, and you pick up all the loot over the course of many tens of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Scorwin smashes the throne into a bunch of bone chunks and powder. Yep. I well, that feels a little better. Yep. And the um, this is quite this is quite the halls of divide between us. This is well. We might give. I, I might be inclined to give um, a chunk of my, sh- my share to the people of Van Hold and the Centaurs, but it will still make for an impressive haul. I don't see. I don't see no. Uh, I don't see no soul jars around here. But it looks like there's another wee cha- another chamber off to the side. Uh, as I recall, that um, that magic sp- that magic spell it said behind the throne room. Yeah, let's go see. And indeed, in the back of the throne room, there is a non-trapped uh, basic door you push aside. In here, there is a large circular chamber, and each filled with a bunch of stone shelves. And each one has these black clay jars on them. Each one is stoppered. Unlike the one you had, these are stoppered. They have like a cloth of sort of black wax around them. Doesn't look uh, in any way particularly disrestrictive or anything like that. And there are hundreds of them yep. sitting around on the shelves. Alright. Kaelin will get a different sack. Um, you can plainly see um, that there are markings on them. Um that underneath the jars on the shelves itself, like it literally just appears to be little red dabs of paint. Uh, your guess is that it indicates these either these ones are full and these ones are empty, or these ones are empty and these ones are full. Okay. The the there are there are a couple of hundred that are marked with the red paint, and many many more that are not. Okay. So the red ones are probably the full ones. Yep. I'll take the, I'll take the red ones for starters. Can you roll me d20? Uh, it's 16. Yeah. You pick the first one up, yeah. and you immediately hear a voice in your head. Uh, it sounds like a hu- sounds like a human woman's voice. Hello? Sounds slightly confused. Uh, hello? Are you okay in there? Where am I? It's dark. I... What, what's going on? You're a little lost, I think. Um, I'm going to try and get you home. Just, um, just hang on for me. Could you turn up the lamp? Could you put on a lantern or something? I think I was asleep. Where, where am I? My name's, my name's Diane. Diane Morganen. I'm, I'm from a town called Barnhold. Hi, um, my name's Kaylin Diane. You might have heard of me. You're you're the half orc. 
King of Stagthorn. Aye. You may not need a light in here, but I do. Can, can you turn one on? Uh, I'll this just... this voice incidentally is all in your head. Corwin yeah. can hear none of this. Yeah. Um, do I? Am I thinking this to her? I imagine you start speaking out loud. When yeah. you think of it, you can think back at her. Yeah. Um, Corwin get... will basically quickly ask you, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right. Yeah. Oh, you can talk to it. Okay. Um, it's just bear with me, okay? I'm getting a light on as quick as I can. And you feel in control of this process? Like, you can keep talking to her or just turn her off like that? Yeah, I will turn her off. Okay, she stops talking to you. Yeah. Alright. Well, that was creepy and no mistake. They're in there? Yep. And they're lost and it's dark and they don't know what's happened to them. But I don't... Didn't get any sense she'd been down there in the dark for a long time. I don't think any time passes. Yeah, she didn't seem... she, she seemed like, hey, it's dark and that's a little unusual, but it wasn't, you know, oh my fucking god, what's going on? Alright, well, I'm still, that's a little creepy. Um, I think I'm going to try not, not talking to, try and concentrate on not talking to them. I guess we can endeavour to find Varn in here somewhere, or we can just go yeah. up and see if we can get them out. No, let's just, let's just pick up all the full ones very, okay. very carefully. As long as you make a, a deliberate attempt to not communicate with them, none of the soul jars do anything. Cool. You sense presences in them as soon as you pick them up. Yeah. Like, you know, and if you probably go over and pick up an empty one. Yeah. And you sense, yeah, there's nothing in there. Yeah. I think I might come through, and you know what you did to that throne? I think I might come through here after we're done with the people and smash all these little pretty little jars. Yeah, it would be trivial. As far as Tristan understands them, they're made of clay. You just go, you drop, yeah. like, you drop the full one on the ground and the soul comes out of it. Yeah. You could clear this whole room out, every single soul jar in it, in maybe ten minutes flat. You just literally put the greatsword up the shelf and go, smash. So it. Anyway, let's get the people out, worry about the jars later. You carefully load up a whole bunch of soldiers. This will probably actually take you a couple of trips. They're not yeah. big and heavy, but nor do you want to be particularly uncautious about this and just chuck them in your backpack. All right. In that case, I want to get Van on the first round, so I will actually have a like. I would imagine there's a category system. I will have a look at. Yeah, there isn't one that's readily understandable. They're not yeah. marked with crowns or V for Van or anything in that neighborhood. Um, but you start trying some logical things. Okay, let's try the highest shelf, let's yeah. try the lowest shelf, let's try the first of everything. Yeah. Um, after encountering eight other random people from Varnhold, um, you hear Varn's voice, you, you hear Varn's voice in your head. Hello? Much more wary than the girls. Uh, Varn, it's Kaylin. Kaylin. It's dark. Uh, Not naturally. Something's happened. I um, it's a long story. I think it's going to be easier to tell, tell it to you in person. Watch out. There was something in here named Vortikai. It, it talked to me. I, I answered it. I had to. It knows what you are. It knows where you are. It was taking thoughts out of my head. It's all right, Van. Vortica's dead. He goes, Carla. All right. Can I help you from here at all? He sounds slightly confused. 
but not um, particularly panicked or anything. What uh, can what can I do? Um, just stay with me. I'm going to get you back. To, I'm going to I'm going to get you back, and oh. then we'll talk this over. All right. And I will disconnect. Yep. He falls instantly silent. And um, gather up him and a random yeah. assortment. Yeah, you yourself can just scratch a little V on the side of the jar without blinking. Yeah. Yeah, you take a bunch of them back up to the feast hall. Yep. Um, Corwin, thinking about this, will actually take Jumandi's skeleton out of here. Yeah. And put, go put it somewhere else entirely. Yeah. Well out of line of well out of line of sight. Might move it further towards the entrance because we're planning to take her out. Yeah. Alright. And do you want to smash one soldier? Or open it? Or... Um, so what did Tristram say about getting people's souls out? Break them. Okay. He said, he said it takes a highly advanced necromancy to make the thing and use it. A monkey can a monkey with a stick can break it. Okay. Alright. And Cal- Kaelin will very carefully break the seal yep. with, with the dagger and see what happens. Okay. You crack the seal... The lid still remains on, suspended by gravity and all that sort of thing. Do you yeah. want to pop it out? Yep, yeah, pop it out. Yeah. There is... Because you are holding this jar, you feel a sudden sensation of departure go through you. You know, holding it, there is a soul in it. And as soon as you open the lid, you know there is no longer a soul in it. You just feel that sort of... There's no breath of air or anything. You just feel a metaphysical shoof go past you. And Van sitting at the head of the table blinks a couple of times and he's already he's sitting down and immediately comes to his feet looks around Caleb what in the name of all the gods has happened here looks round at all his people his hand instinctively goes down to his sword he looks down finds his cup and a hammer draws it out anyway and yeah. sort of spins it in his fingers a little are we safe are there enemies Everything in here, everything in here is dead except for except for the rest of your people. All right. Puts the hammer away. Checks around the room. And we've got um, and we've got about fifty of them here, which was as many as we could carry in one load. If you can, tell me what the hell happened here. It's a long story. Um, and I've got. And there's some bad news in it. Uh, you know how it's been a year and a half. He's he's looking comparatively calm and composed. He looks around. Okay, he gets. There's a threat to my people. Something's going on, right? Kalen says it's fine, and he pretty much immediately relaxes. It's more or less fine at this point. It's been a year and a half, and his jaw just drops at this. What? A year and a... I was on the roof of the town hall. It had been leaking. I was repairing it. I heard something coming over the horizon. A, a call of some sort. I... I looked at, from the town hall roof. I could see it. Some of my people, dozens of them, were just walking out of town... I wondered what the hell was going on. I heard a call. Then I was in a dark place and something was talking to me. We've been in here for a year and a half? Aye, I'm sorry. What happened? 
the centaurs, they must have overrun the town by now. The defenders okay? Uh, Vaughn, a, a few people got killed when Vordekai captured you all. Um, everybody else is here. I love this. Levels below, Vaughn will sort of go over the yeah. Gods above. Everybody who's in here, we think will be okay, but we wanted to start with you because we don't want the people to panic. Yes, I can explain this to them once I understand it myself. He sort of pushes the chair back and just kind of bonelessly collapses in it. Could I have some water or ale? Or... And uh, Kalen will um, look thoughtfully at his water flask, yep. get out his his, spit, his brandy bottle, which still has some brandy from last night, yep. and um, pour out a generous splash. Pours it into one of the cups sitting at the table. Vaughn vaguely looks at you with the, you know, is this one full of, my, of murderous death poison? One of my cups. Yeah. I don't trust the cups at the table. He sips at it gently, colours colors back up slightly. Alright. It's been a year and a half. I don't feel hungry or thirsty or tired at all. And Kaelin will, um, without touching it, slide yep. forward one of the still-filled soul jars. Tristan told us about these things. They're called soul jars. They keep people in them. He looks speculatively at you, reaches out, takes uh, it. Uh, the, you'll be able to hear whoever's in there. Close his eyes for a slight moment. Spends about 30 seconds with it. Puts it back down. He's alright. Okay. I think before we bring all my people out of it, or as many of them we have, I should know the full story. I think so. It's We're not in any hurry now. There's nothing down here. Uh, yeah. Um, That's the thing that struck him? Yeah. I'm afraid there is some more bad news. Um, not everybody was almost everybody was affected by the effect that Vordekai used and walked out to be captured a couple of people were able to resist the effect and they tried to fight Magister Padrod and Jamandi Rao He breathes deeply for a few minutes. His fist clenches, clenches as if he wants to thump the table, but he doesn't lose control to that extent. I see. No chance of saving or resurrecting them? Pedro was... Uh, Vordekai took his body. I, I believe that makes a difference, but it's been... Months since they were killed. Year and a half. It was probably it probably happened before we even knew you'd all gone missing. It took a month of no caravans coming from Vanhold before Tristram and I came through to investigate. He takes a deep breath, centers himself. Calm is required here. All right. Grief comes later. Duty comes first. If my people are safe, then what happened to my city? It's... 
There are a few small fires and most of the animals are dead, um, but the place is still standing. The um, When Tristram and I came through, we... Um, I think it was me and Tristram, yeah. Um, we, yeah, because he wanted to come. We um, broke into the treasury and um, took most of it back to Stagthorn for safekeeping. Is Tristan all right? Tristram's fine. Good. He's, um, he wanted to come down here with us, but um, he, he found out a lot about Vordekai. He's... He was a nasty piece of work. He's um, 10,000 years old. His, um, he was a threat to... Your kingdom had the misfortune of being first, but he was coming after it was coming after all of us. Some sort of undead? He sort of looks over at the big old Cyclops corpse over there. Uh, he, he was one of those, but a skeleton. A lich, a lich they called. Uh, but he wasn't as powerful as, as he had been once. He had sort of got diminished over the years. Still bloody powerful, though. And he had a hell of a lot of nasty undead down here. Um, Michaela and I came through and killed Vordekai and a few of his beasties, and Cor and I have just been through and killed the rest. But it took a long time to find... We, we figured out where you were, but it took a long time to figure out how to take Vordekai. Yes. Calm is needed. Are your people alright? Is Stagthorn under attack? Nay... He, um, we had to fight off. We fought off a few armies, but a few armies. He sent some cyclopses against us, but we've built up the military a lot over this last year. We never even saw an army; just a call and then darkness. Aye, it's going to take everyone some time to get used to. I'm th- to recover from. I'm thinking, but I'm glad that you're all okay. And the centaur threat? You contained it. Uh, after a fashion. Um, there's a bit of a story with the centaurs. Uh, it seems they were here to fight Vordekai. That's why they didn't like humans coming into the lands. They've been here watching out for 10,000 years. Doesn't seem like the damn horses succeeded. Come. I've... I've befriended them. I needed to. I needed the knowledge that they had. Both his eyebrows go up at this point. (laughs) They um, did a ritual to open the way to get us down here. Otherwise we wouldn't have been able to come in. You made peace with the Norman centaurs, but that cut a year and a half. I'm, I'm sorry. To me, it's like waking up from a night's sleep and finding the whole world has just moved on without you. I'm sorry. I know it's a lot to take in. That's all the main points, anyway. You and I need to figure out what's going to happen with your kingdom and the centaurs and the like, but none of that needs to be dealt with now. I agree. Did I find Vaughn's anything that could have been Vaughn's gear in the pile of stuff? Is, is uh, yes, actually. You you yeah. have sitting in Stagthorn Vaughn's Eldori uh, yes. with Longsword. Yeah. Um, you have uh, Vaughn Holt's treasury. Yes. You, uh, uh, among, and his sword was basically sitting uh, yeah. in the town hall just down from the rooftop. Yeah. You found it. You basically took it all. It's sitting back in Stagthorn's treasury safe because you didn't want to leave thousands of gold sitting around there. Yeah. Um, I look. This is a great deal to take in, but 
I think first and foremost thank you I, I, I don't even know where to start I have only even the vaguest idea of what horrors you must have faced to get to this point but as the king of Vanhole I thank you a thousand times in your kingdom for its infinite assistance and and he stands up from his chair lunges forward towards you and just gives you the biggest manliest hug thank you big brother alright and Caelan Caelan I'm nearly crying Caelan wouldn't cry but Caelan claps him on the back I'm so glad I'm so glad you're okay. I was pretty worried. Alright. Let's start with the sailing points. My people are here in these things, we can get them out. I uh, all you have to do is drop I I was I didn't Tristram says all you have to do is drop the jars, but I sorta of opened yours with care. It's, it, creepy bloody things. There's a whole stack of them downstairs, empty ones. I'm going to go down and smash them later. You're welcome to come help. There's a lot more full ones, too. This is just whoever we could grab off the shelves. I've never found Tristan to be wrong. Let's break these, op- let's break these open. Assemble a squad of villagers. Actually, wait. Think. Uh, give them to me first. I'll find our most useful people, get them organised, get groups coming, get a, get a group coming up here. We must have hundreds of jars below. I'll take small groups, 25 or so, move them all to time, move them up here, get everyone up at once, minus our best people, and starts going into organising mode and yep. goes through the jars, finds his most useful people. Um, he he just says Tristan's always right about this and chucks the jar on the ground, smashes it into a million pieces. Yep. And a guy, three tables over there, goes, huh, what? And ding, 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 ding. He brings about 25 people round, um, gets them organised, tells them that they have been... Um, captured? Captured captured by a lich. That ca- he's, he's very clear on a couple of sailing points. They've been captured by a lich. Barnholds is safe. Its people are relatively safe. Uh, King Caelan of Stagthorn has come in to free them. The others are being kept in something called Soul Jars Below. He needs everyone to go down there, get them, bring them up here... For the love of God, don't touch anything if you don't know what it is. Yep. And get these people organised. And militarily, the squad of people start going down there. They load up a crap load of soldiers. They bring them all up. They line them up here. Alright. Looks like you've got this. The main, the best route out's over a um, tar field, which is bloody horrible to cross. I think, um, corn? I think I, it might be time to divert that river. I will need a few hours for that. Keep your people and keep your people in here. Wake them up if you need to. Keep them, keep them still. Otherwise, keep them calm. It'll take me a couple of hours to call the tar down enough to cross. I stood. Corwin goes off on his own, having yep. now cleared the complex entirely. He's just yep. not that worried about it. Yeah, he'll go through and shove open all the secret doors he can find and everything yep. else as well. Uh, because you've now been through every room, you know there is literally nothing else in here that you haven't found. Sweet. So you're not expecting. Unless Mordecai has super secret defences that only go off hours after his lair has been raided, which yeah. is pretty unlikely, you would expect when you went pouring through his treasure or his soul jars, that's when something would have jumped out and eaten you. Yeah. Alright, and seeing the um, brilliant way Van is organising this, Kalen will help him. And Van basically gets all the soul jars up here, 
um, before opening them, he will go down and help you get rid of the rest. Yeah. Um, he just you know, borrows yeah, one yeah. of your weapons. Kaelin gets out the empty soldier that he found, yep. puts it on the shelf, and then, yep. They each take a shelf and just smash the bejesus out of them. Um, you smash them. Each one is worth us a very small fortune. Yep. And you shatter them all like glass. Yep. I don't um, care. The floor covers in clay. None of the jars do anything you wouldn't expect. They fly off the shelves and smash on the ground into black clay splinters. Yeah. And then... And, uh, as, as once, once the jars are smashed on the shelves, this lot was for... This lot was for Elkstrist. That was his next... That was his next m- move. His, his thing that he used on you lot was nearly recharged enough to have another try. Wouldn't have worked so well with a bit more warning, but it would have been a bloody nasty thing to counter. Thank the Master of Masters, you were fast enough to get here in time. We could have lost two kingdoms to the threat instead of one. We, um... We think, um... If he'd swept up the small kingdoms, he'd have been moving north. There's some maps and that you can take a look at in, um... One of the side rooms. Vaughn looks them over, and he actually speaks giant. Oh, sweet! Um, because what he's got here are centaurs and cyclops ruins. Yeah. So the languages he has learned, accordingly, are Sylvan, Elven, and Cyclops. And no. giant. Nice. Um, and he actually looks this over, and... Uh, at, at looking at these things for ten minutes or so, he doesn't want to do a, a massive full investigation yeah. of them or anything. He can pretty much confirm what you've got there is a war room. Um, there are indeed plans to use the Oculus of Azathoth against your people. Yeah. Um, Varn wants to know where the Oculus is now, if it's still a threat. Yeah. You can more or less tell him whatever you like. That's yeah. up to you. Um, I tell him we've confiscated it. Yeah, it's um, contained. It's contained. We're, um, I'm going to go back and ask Tristram if he's got a way to destroy it. As soon as you bring up Tristram's name, he will accept that at face value. Yeah. Um, uh, the, um, it's, a, it's, a nasty, it's a nasty, nasty thing. And he tells you, like, based on the documents in Vorticus, I think these are... These are ancient. These look to be more of his recent writing. It looks like he's confused. He says the world has changed in the last 10,000 years, that he's lost a lot of his wizardly skill, that he doesn't understand the spell books, that the spells in his own books anymore. Uh, he's too cautious to charge out and simply get back what he lost. He's aiming to conquer everything from, from, the, from the sounds of this. This is... This is what I told him here. These are notes on Stagthorn, on, on Dagamark, on Tymon. This is information he drew out from me and others. This thought sounds like Garnax. It's crude and unsophisticated. I... Maybe we could break Garnax jar sort of last. And, and, you know, once I'm already on the way out... Basically... There is innumerous ancient history here. Yeah. Then a massive gap of about 10,000 years. Yeah. And then Vordekai has woken up. Um, Vaughn can pretty much fill you in on what you were missing here and what the fuck Vordekai was doing all this time. Yeah. Uh, Vaughn can tell you that periodically, from Vaughn's point of view, he heard the call. Yeah. Everything went dark. 
Yeah. He knows he has spoken at least 30 or 40 different times to a voice in the darkness calling itself Vordekai and has been more or less completely powerless to avoid disgorging any information that Vordekai wants. Yeah. Uh, among other things, Vordekai know, knows or knew that you're Van's brother. He yeah. knows who Eldis is. He knows where Eldis lives. Yeah. He knows what resources the centaurs have available based yeah. on Van's current knowledge, blah, 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 blah. And um, Caelan will actually... Lord Thornton's okay. Lord Eldis is okay, by the way. He's, um... There's a... Oh, th- there's a civil war up in Brivoy. There are... Uh, they're arguing over... I, I can't remember if that had happened before this all took place or not. I don't think the so. Tensions were starting, but... Uh, they're in a full-blown civil war now. The Thorns are staying... House Thorn is staying out of it. El, um, Lord Thorn sent me a message saying um, he couldn't get free to come down and, and, and help, and he was relying on, on me to get you out. No great surprises there. Damn it, if if Casper was still alive we could send him a message almost immediately. You va- are vaguely aware of who Casper Morganen is. Um, in fact, you've um, met someone else in here named Diane Morganen, who was the last one in the jar. Uh, he was Van's cleric of Irori, who died in the original settlements of Van Hall. Yeah. Um, somewhere between him coming down and exploring the lands and well before any of this Vorticai stuff happened. He's... He, he was a close friend of Vaughn's. He's now been dead for at least three years, kind of thing. But Vaughn still refers to him like it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, Colin uh, can, um, can send something tomorrow. We um, He's getting pretty powerful these days. Good. Uh, yeah, th- this appears to be the gist of what Wodokai was saying. You were very right to bring everything you had to stop him. He certainly wasn't going to stop himself. He would have taken... The entire River Kingdom slowly, maybe even then beyond. All, all, but he appears to have been prepared to spend endless amounts of time drawing on the information from Varnhold. He's he's been sifting through us like like books, looking for what's of use to him, what isn't. He's recorded everything. This is washerwoman gossip. I suppose we can only be thankful that he's so ca- that he was so cautious and eager to inform himself before he stepped out into the world. Aye, and that was um, your people's sacrifice gave the rest of us the warning to prepare. If um, my kingdom had been the one he came after first, it would have been the rest of you. We've been relying on on you probably to come and get us. I certainly would have come. I don't know that I would have succeeded. Uh, in fact, I certainly would have come. He looks around. Evidence would suggest I wouldn't have succeeded. Who can say what you would have done with another year? Uh, and you're welcome to have a sense motive check on that if you so desire. Yep. You are interacting with him. This is over the course of like several hours at this point. 17. Okay. Um, he seems very calm, resolved, and ready to go. Um, there is... like This is, is pretty obvious to you. There must be grief in there somewhere. Yeah. And there is. He's buried it well below the surface. Somewhere, se- probably several days from now, after this is all sorted out, he's going to go off and have a quiet wee breakdown on his own. Yeah. For now, he just compartmentalizes it all, packs, away, packs it away, 
this actually seems vaguely healthy. He's not suppressing it all and going, no, it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm fine. Everyone's still alive. He just puts it away. It's duty first, grief second. Yeah. And, um, Kaelin will not talk to him about Juman Jumanji yeah. at this point. Kaelin will talk to him about Jumanji once he's no longer trying to function for his people. He, he looks like he is in uh, the best possible psychological health that you could expect. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, you can also pick up, while he grieves for this, he is not traumatised by it. Like, the death of Pedro and Jumanji are blows against him. But it's not, I've lost the love of my life, there's no point in going on, I'll get my people up then kill myself ten minutes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Or it, it's not the same thing it would be if I'd lost Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to spend a lot more time with him to get how much he loved her versus respected her versus yeah. didn't give a rat's ass. Yeah. But... I think, given time, it would have grown into something deeper than it was, but I think, um... It's still the loss of a comrade, if not the love of his life. In any case, he brings, gets all the soldiers brought up, yeah. gets everybody to smash them all at once as fast as possible, yeah. um, and starts calling out, everyone gather up here on this floor, come on, yeah. come on, stands there with Caelan, and he says, you're no doubt wondering where you are and what's happened. I have important news for you. Please listen carefully. And speaks to his people in a calm, reassuring tone, tells them the short gist of what's happened. Yeah. Um... The last thing he leads out, he leads them through, a lich has taken us with some sort of ensorceling spell, Kaelin has heroically come to free us. The last things he gets to are, and it's been a year and a half, and then everyone starts going, what the... But, yeah. but, and then your read of these guys is, no one here appears to be psychologically traumatised, no one has been wounded physically or mentally everyone's story you get is more or less the same. They heard a strange noise, then darkness. Several of them have been spoken to at length. But uh, none of them appear to have found this traumatic. And indeed, Varn is very clear on, basically, he's talked to Vordekai for several hours, but all of the rest of the intervening time he's missing. The only things he's aware of are he was speaking to Vordekai, then he was speaking to Vordekai again in what was clearly a separate conversation with no idea of the intervening time. Sweet. And he never even wondered about it. Yeah. It never occurred to him there was any intervening time. It was just talk, stop, talk, stop, yeah. talk, stop. <laughs> so they certainly haven't been suffering in here, but yeah. everyone is pretty dislocated to find a year and a half of your life is gone. Yeah. In many ways, it would be healthier for them if they'd been in jail for a year and a half and actually knew time was passing. The only other but hand they hand haven't hand. had to suffer through all yeah, the trauma yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright. And Corwin comes back down after several hours of sight. Well, way is clear. Your feet are gonna get your feet are gonna get a little toasty, but no more than a, no more than a few wee burns. You can march your people across that lake all day long. Alright. Now um there's one thing that I want everyone to be clear on. Um the no man's centaurs were a big part of helping us get you out of here. Uh, and I have an alliance with them now. No one has to start any... The, the village of Varnhol is still standing, albeit a bit uh, tatty and uh, and the like, and you people are welcome to reclaim what's yours, but no one starts any trouble with the centaurs, or they'll have me to answer to. Yeah. Varn uh, basically reiterates this to his yeah. people, and there are several nods at this. It will... Uh, 
patently looking at them, they're in no real shape to do this. Varn's armies are actually in here amongst yeah. his people, but they're not all armed and armoured. There's, yeah. there's probably a couple of dozen armed and armoured people in here, but that would be the people who were on watch at the time, yeah. or the townsfolk who routinely carry weapons or whatever. Yeah. Right. Uh, Van will pretty much pinch a weapon off you that you yep. don't overly care about, so yep. he's got something to use, Absolutely. and then give it back to you later. Yeah. And you march the several hundred citizens of Vanhold out of here, across the tar, yeah. out onto the frozen rake of Little Selen, that everybody looks around at the frozen Little Selen River, at the island that wasn't here before, yeah. at the centaurs who are waving down from the bluff, yeah. and Van says, alright, I'll march my people, I, su- I suggest that we march my people back to Varnhold, if you've no, if you've no objection. None. Get them settled, get them settled in their homes again, let them see what's become of it, sort everything out as best we can, then I, I suppose we will all have to have a long talk, and he looks up at the centaurs, about what comes next for our kingdoms. I, um... I gave Skybolt back to the centaurs. I'll um, work, I'll pay you back for it or something. Yeah. He he just sort of shakes his head and waves his hand like, oh, of all the concerns, the value, monetary value of Skybolt. Yeah. No. All right, we'll um, you get your people back. We'll um, get your tr- get what we saved of your treasury and your weapons and like back to you as we can, and we'll see what we can do to help you your people recover from this. Right. And so I think at this point everybody's basically marching off into the into the sunset. Yeah. Were. And of course it's been most of the day down there, so you are indeed marching off into the sunset. Yeah. Uh, the civilian populace of Vanhold has been saved. Yes. Um, Garnak Bonepicker has been given instructions from Van to go somewhere else and pretend to do something useful, effectively. So you haven't really had to have any interactions with him as yet. Yeah. Because Vaughn basically designates him, organise the military units, you know, get them into a guard formation around the people. Yeah. And Garnet's just like, yeah, I have no fucking idea what's happening here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's. And you start marching back for Vaughnhold. Yep. Vaughnhold is saved. Yeah. And thus we come vaguely towards the end of book three, the Vaughnhold Vanishing. All that remains is the innumerable consequences of all the things that you have done. Yep. <laughs> and then we head for book four, Blood for Blood. Mm. Yes, but not for a while, I think. No. <laughs> I did, there's a no, whole I imagine book. there will be several sessions of um, wrap-up here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, are you happy to leave that there for the session? Yep. Dun-dun-dun.